0: became a raven. Your art matters. That's what got me here. The the ravens.
1: Ravens. Oh. Let's go, let's go. Ravens on three. One, two, three, three! Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Lauren and I love One Tree Hill.
0: I'm Dom and I've seen 38 episodes of One Tree Hill.
1: And tonight's episode for debate is... Season 2, episode 16, Somewhere a Clock is Ticking. Keeping up
0: appearances.
2: Keeping up appearances. My half-brother. My half-brother. Keeping up with the Joneses. Danny Glover. I'm fooling myself.
0: How you doing, boozy?
2: I'm fooling
1: myself. thought oh, I smelled something. Oh,
0: that's gay. And I think it's coming from you. She always backs down. Karen, throw a pet. Tell Lucas he's a little shit. And stick with it. Yeah, you're talking what you, Pooh. I need a doctor! I don't know, he'd be off.
2: Somewhere, battling, wearing a dress. When do you plan to start living?
0: You know, like the person you've become, then
1: do something about it, because no one's going to do it for you.
2: So, my friends, welcome to the High Flyers Club. <laughs> bye bye This is for
0: my mom. Ravens are free. Yeah, want you free? Ravens. Ravens. It's Keith
1: and Jules's wedding day, and the event has turned the town upside down. Brooke asked Lucas to take her to the wedding as his date. Nathan makes an important decision involving his marriage to Haley, and Jake and Peyton take a big step in their relationship. Bow chicka wow wow! Meanwhile, Candy discovers Jules' secret relationship with Dan. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it's always 1030 at night and it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, and tonight's episode for a debate Is season two, episode 16? Somewhere a clock is ticking. Keeping up appearances, keeping up with the Joneses.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting for the high note. I'm waiting for the high note. It's gonna happen. That's gonna
1: sound awful. It's gonna sound like a cat (laughs) dying.
0: (laughs) Well, Lauren, thanks for uh, introducing the podcast. I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled to be here, joined by you, or me joining you, it feels like. But who else is with us, Lauren?
1: We are not alone, Dom, my friend. For tonight, we have the legend, the colonel, the love child of Dan Scott and Chad Michael Murray, Simon. Simon how are you my friend?
2: I'm very well thank you I'm honored to be part of this podcast I've heard so much about so many rave reviews about you know uh, uh, Lauren and Dom this like dynamic duo of podcasters and what an honor it is to be here so uh yeah thank you for having me.
1: Did it happen to come up on your podcast search because of the number of ratings you have that, that it has?
2: That's right. Yeah. Particularly in Canada, really high ratings. Um, and I just thought, hey, if the Canadians are, you know, really down for this podcast, then so am I. So yeah. Love your work.
1: Love that. Love that. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm not going to get through this. <laughs> this could be one of the three episodes for sure.
0: This this whole role reversal is, is insane. Well, <laughs> but, I, I, but I've, I've ended up in the same fucking role.
2: <laughs> You'll forever be Robin, my friend. I uh,
0: was just always the sidekick. Am I right?
2: <laughs> you know what's funny always about... the
1: bridesmaid, never the bride.
2: 100%. You know what's funny about that is because uh, Tammy did such an amazing uh, impression of Dom. So I feel... I feel honoured now that there's been, there has been somewhat of an impression of me. So I, I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I, it actually, if anything, makes me concerned of how easily I could be replaced. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd just like to say, ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by the one, the only, Slab of Beef himself. Podcast oh. royalty, props royalty, absolute legend, Simon. How are you, Simon jesus i'm good this is what would happen if i was running this show <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> didn't you win the spicy podcaster award from lex and Matt. was it spicy yeah. that like chili pepper yeah, it is
2: yeah yeah the chili babes yeah the uh that's yeah. right we did we did then we get uh, best in
0: show because we're like dogs
2: that's yeah crafts champions well yeah more important than any of that we have lauren with us lauren this has to be the most anticipated episode so far i think you magdalena uh, marina like the the ones that people are like wow that one's going to drop and shit is going to be crazy uh i mean you you have the reputation for you know potentially being the most explicit person involved in our <laughs> in our online watches when I say that that makes it sound like you know you're doing bad things I just mean in the chat you know just you know talking about you know Keith and
1: mm-hmm, and all, mm-hmm.
2: I mean how do you feel about that position that you that you have in our family
1: um it, you know some big shoes to fill um luckily before before this episode I took some I took the, the Deb cocktail of hydrocodone and oxycontins um so I should be pretty mellowed out for this so might be a little, little bit of a letdown but the good thing is you already have all the the ratings and stuff that you need so i can't i can't really sabotage it too much
2: yeah we're solidified <laughs> now it's fine do your best. Yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> try <Yeah>. it
1: <laughs> uh you know i just i can't
2: <sighs> hear again
1: zero filter Jesus between my Christ. brain and sorry my mouth or my hands so you know <sighs>
2: Okay. For better or for just worse, I have to.
0: Can I hear you now? Yes. Yeah. Oh, go. You got louder hey. suddenly.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm just going to have to, I'm going to have to lose the audacity and just go with this one, which is fine because it's already recording. So apologies. You can stop your audacity if you want, Dom. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's all good. Um, Okay, I'll do that. Okay. So, sorry. Lauren, we know you we're friends we're going to Wilmington 2025 mm-hmm. can't mm-hmm. wait looking forward to it but for people that don't know which is your favorite season of One Tree Hill character of One Tree Hill we'll start with them too before going into the others
1: okay um so like most people um big fan of season three and four but I'm gonna commit to season four as my favorite season um Season three, I was looking through the episodes. It's, 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 it's stressful. I'll, I'll just say that Dom. So I, I don't like getting stressed out. So uh, season four is my favorite. Favorite character, Brooke Davis. Um, I love her clothes. I've always loved her clothes. Um, and I, I love her journey. And I, I love how witty and how complex she is. She has all those sides, right? She's, she's, sexy she's witty she's smart she's um yeah I mean she's just all those things and and always fashionably dressed so how can you go wrong
2: yeah totally I, I totally agree with that love it as you would say that I would say <laughs> yeah <laughs> Dom comments remarks
0: uh I have to agree yeah she's uh, Brooks. bold she's bright She's in everyone's face when she needs to be. She's reserved when she needs to be. She's really sort of coming into her own in the last couple of episodes. The independence is is increasing and and hitting a good new high. Yeah, she's yeah, she's she's very very good character. Um, she has a her down episodes, but don't they all?
2: And don't we all in life, you know, (laughs) and Lauren, how did One Tree Hill like enter into your life and you know, how, what, how has it remained? You know, why is it so special to you?
1: Uh, it, it's, it's very comforting to me. Um, just putting it on, like, I think uh, you know, I, I, my family's from Wilmington or my grandma's from Wilmington rather. So I grew up going there. So kind of seeing those scenes is very familiar for me. Um, and yeah, it just feels really comfortable. Like Haley's kind of like a welcoming, uh, presence in the show and that always, and, and, and that's always kind of helped me to like settle into the show. Um, yeah and it has it has its funny moments but it also has like it's really deep cathartic moments like when you're <laughs> when you just need like a good cry or like something that's just really sad I feel like you just wait an episode or two you're gonna get something that's gonna gonna connect to that right so maybe that's I, I know Dom can't relate because he's, he's never cried uh, or he hasn't cried since he was like two but uh, <laughs> I listened yeah. to last week's episode so I I know that it's in there, right? And, but... Unless
0: there's a Game Boy involved, I ain't crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I... that's like robot type shit.
2: Um... <laughs> it's kind of like psycho type stuff, really. Yeah. That's that's where the concerns really lie. You know, like. I don't want I don't I don't know if I want him around animals because you know that's how it begins. Um mm-hmm. I know that he's banned from several zoos and wildlife parks. Um, and now only now that I'm saying it is kind of connecting in my head.
0: The dots, they're all like adding up. <laughs> Start calling me Lenny. <laughs> yeah, so many dead like so rabbits.
1: If you were on One Tree Hill, you would have been part of you know, Jimmy and Mouse undercover gang that they were you know you would have been one of those shady people used to
0: bury people in the woods
1: record and drag the the bodies into the river so
0: excellent
2: well lauren so how many times have you seen one tree hill
1: so i'm actually on my fourth watch and i'm actually Watching with you guys, and I'm also on season six, so like my world start colliding um <laughs> so I had to kind of like stop season six and like really focus on this episode, so I wasn't like spoiling anything or bringing anything in inadvertently
2: and do do you uh I take it that you when you're rewatching with us that you watch the episode and then listen to the podcast or do you listen to the podcast and then watch the episode?
1: Well, I've been watching with you guys on Wednesdays. Oh yeah,
2: of course. <laughs>
1: but it's a little hard because that that episode's coming out, the podcast's coming out with like two mm. weeks later, so I kind of have to, you know, remember what we talked about. But um, yeah, I'm basically just watching on Wednesdays, but then yes. I'm watching season six, like in the rest
2: of my life <laughs> yeah well it's it's funny because how dom binge it can binge you know tv and and movies and things i i can binge with podcasts if i find a podcast that i love because i i have a dog so i'm like walking her like almost like three hours a day you know at some point at various points and then doing things around the house and whatever and so when I was like listening to the river courts, uh, Lex and, uh, Ryan's podcast, I was like 15 episodes ahead, um, on the podcast when I was actually watching. And then, but what I found quite interesting is I quite liked hearing their, the things they were pointing out and then watching it and then being like, Oh, right. Yeah. Cause you sort of know that it's coming. So I think it's quite, it, you can sort of do it both ways. Um, yeah. Well, tell us about your, uh, some of your five top TV shows of all time, no particular order.
1: Woo. So you've been asking this question the last couple of weeks and I realized a lot of mine are not the same as everyone else's. Um, so of course one tree Hill, uh, I wouldn't be, I'd be kicked out of the waiting room if that wasn't on the list. Um, the office, the American office. I think that's um, a fa- favorite, but where it differentiates is arrested development Mm -hmm. Oh, I can rewatch that and just find something funny in it again. Oh my God. That's, that's, I love that show. Uh, Friday Night Lights. That's, that's like kind of on the level of One Tree Hill. Um, You know, and I live in Texas and it was filmed in Austin where I live. So, um, you know, I recognize a lot of things in that one too. Um, And as far as my fifth one. I was thinking between this is us and Prison Break, even though I haven't finished Prison Break yet, because um, that is so intense. <laughs> Just, I can watch one, and I gotta take a a, a real long break, uh, and like usually reset with an o- episode of The Office before I go to bed because
0: oh. Palette.
2: Intense. <laughs> palette cleansing yeah dom forts
0: yeah like a, a bit of something for everyone i think in there um friday night lights i need to get jump on that bandwagon there's a lot of people have mentioned that i've not seen it at all um i know it's about uh, american football and mm-hmm. the lives of the people involved so that that sounds like fun i'll give that a go um I have a recommendation. I, I sent you a message the other, yesterday, the day before, Simon, um, to say watch a program on Netflix called Startup, and it has Andy Brody. Is that his Adam, name? Adam. Adam Brody. Yeah, from Price the OC, From the OC. Oh, right? yeah. Uh, and he's in it. Plus, uh, like loads of other people. Martin Freeman's in it um, from Hobbit Fame and. Sherlock over here um he's he's really good in it um and yeah it's it's a great show I'm already on episode 10 or 11 of course you are managed to smash through it in like a few days so (laughs) people must think I just don't have a job or life yeah I do I do live a pretty full life as well as being able to just smash through tv shows
1: (laughs) do you sleep like two hours a night or uh, what is it
0: sleep is is irrelevant sometimes Mm.
2: Oz also said that sleep is the cousin of death. So,
0: <laughs> there <Thank> you go. <laughs>
2: well, I would be remiss to to not say that Friday Night Lights. I love it. I watched it uh, years ago, and I, I need I'm due a rewatch. But Total Betty Media, Liz Michelle, they're covering that as their next podcast. Mm. So uh, I'm really excited to watch along with them. Um, I think that would be really fun. So, uh, but did you did you listen the Tree Hill Talk, Lauren?
1: Mm-mm. You're the only One Tree Hill podcast I've ever listened to, and I'm not just saying that to butter you all up.
2: <laughs> well, we oh, appreci- look
1: at the heart emoji.
2: <laughs> well, we um, appreciate that, but I think you would. I think uh, I think you'd enjoy enjoy their. Uh, you'd enjoy Tree Hill talk as well, but you'd enjoy their Friday night light ones as well. Mm, if you're a fan. Yeah, of
0: that. you'll enjoy podcasts that we're not covering of this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, I really like the office ladies too. If you guys haven't listened to that yet. Oh, it's really good.
0: Yeah, it's good.
2: I like that. It's good. Yeah.
0: Podcast series.
2: Yeah. I really like that. I mean, they, there's more of that coming. So like the OC, they have a podcast out now, Mm -hmm. which is being done by, I've forgotten her name.
1: That's
2: it. And Melinda. Whoever plays Julie
1: Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. I think
2: it's Melinda Clark. I think I might be getting that wrong, but that's really cool. And obviously, there's there was announced at one point that Sophia bush hillary burton and bethany joy Lenz were going to do one of one tree hill and it actually got announced like the week that we put out our pilot episode and it was like for fuck's sake like (laughs) (laughs) but like in a good way i mean i would be the first person to be subscribed and listening of course um and it'd be a different perspective because we're you know we're talking from a fan perspective and they're talking from you know being, being the stars of it. But I don't know, it, it just had, hasn't seemed to materialize. But I was also thinking this earlier when watching this episode, how awkward and odd like that might, that could be for Sophia Bush to have to be because there's you know there's there there's that history there and having to you know give analysis and whatever to about Chad Michael Murray like that would be difficult, right?
1: I imagine, and I think this is a great segue that you're going to tell us that she's our surprise guest today, right?
2: <laughs> yep, I'm just going to bring her into the waiting room. She's <laughs> in the waiting room. Hi, oh, it's, me. Oh.
1: it's me, Sophia Bush. Hi.
2: Oh, so happy to be on this podcast. Oh, I'm talking about our podcast soon, but
1: I'm worried about talking about Chad Michael Murray, but his arm says if the tattoo says relax.
0: It's, it's amazing how Sophia Bush sounds very, very like your... Uh hatred of teaching voice
1: (laughs) sounds like mickey mouse (laughs) gonna do art (laughs) hi
2: everybody let's do art
0: (laughs) that still makes me laugh to this very day
2: (laughs) it's funny that uh I can not i can't i can't listen i actually just messaged you lauren on the patreon because you were saying about the uh, quite a few people have uh, written in about this diary story which I didn't think was that like that funny or that big of a deal like compared to like other things that that we've sort of spoken about but a lot of people it seems to resonate with people either a lot of people have had their diaries read or they have read some diaries have you ever read someone's diary Lauren?
1: I haven't um I, I think like the anal- the you know today's version of that is looking at someone's text messages and I I've never been in a relationship like that but sometimes when they pop up on someone's screen right every time I've seen that like it's just it never goes well like it's always the shadiest text message like it's never like someone's mom being like what color shirts do you like it's always some other chick hitting up the guy I'm dating always (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. yeah that's Um, rough
1: yeah so (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm very respectful of people's privacy because um, my mom's always been like that. Like, um, I don't know if it's like this in the UK, but in America, when you get a yearbook in school, people will sign the, the front and the back covers and write messages to you. And my mom always looked through our yearbook. She wanted to see the pictures, but she's very good about not looking at what people had written to us. Um, she's like, the, you know, that's your privacy like that's what your friends tell you so I'm not I'm not gonna that's not my place to read it so that's kind of been my mentality on things and I've never dated somebody that I wanted to look into their stuff because then why would I date them if I didn't trust them but Mm -hmm. um yeah I think like seeing someone's text messages though just inadvertently it's all you always see the worst things
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm yeah that's that is that is a good relation that is kind of like modern day um and you t- you just reminded me you know you said about signing yearbooks like we didn't really do that they probably do that now dom
0: i would imagine right like do yearbooks probably yeah i think i had like a year 11 yearbook but it was like really flimsy and, and nothing like like a proper like bound book in the states when you see them like right over here it's just like It's like I'd made it and I'm not very good at that sort of thing. So um, it used to be shirt signing. That was our thing, wasn't it?
2: Right. So this leads on to shirt signing was a thing. You'd get your shirt signed and everyone bring in these pens and whatever. And uh, I've, you know, I've said so many times that like high school was kind of what kind of like our middle school ages it wasn't like the greatest of times for me, but towards the end, I was a lot more settled feeling a lot better about it. Whatever last day of school, people signed everyone's shirts and like loads of people signed my shirt and I was like, Oh my God, I'm accepted. But now I have to leave. Um, but also, you know, it was, I've told several stories about school. It's known. I didn't have a good time, but when I got home, I took the shirt off and I had a look, and someone had just written cock on the collar.
1: It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Of
2: course they
0: did. are just bastards, <laughs> aren't they? They're just bastards.
2: I was like, my mum's like, How's the last day of school? Yeah, I was, yeah, really good. I feel accepted by my peers. What's that written <laughs> on your collar? Um, cock, oh, okay, and it wasn't just cock, there was um a picture of an ejaculating penis next to it as well, oh. going down sort of towards the buttons, you know, so
0: all the way down, dribbling all the way down,
2: so you know oh, and then i've got I've got one more similar, similar story, so I worked at this summer camp that I've spoken, you know, about loads of times. Really positive experience. Loved it. Uh, and this clipboard, I have a clipboard here that uh, I've been using. This is like one that I got, I got given um, for being like when I got promoted, whatever. Right? They gave us this clipboard. If you had this clipboard, you were like semi-important. So I was like, everyone was like, "Hey, clipboard." Anyway, I uh, I had one, and I, at the end of the summer, I had everyone sign the back of it. Um, and then when I got back to to college, it was in like my room and this guy that was like my friend, so to speak, um, saw it and was like looking through it and seeing all these messages from people. And uh, I didn't know that he did this, but he must have done it when I wasn't looking um, because later when I picked it back up, he had written on it in permanent marker. And this is like a, a clipboard of memories, right? That was really special to me. And he just wrote, wrote on it. You are a C word. <laughs> it's like thanks thanks a lot like that to him that was like a joke i was like you've just ruined this thing So i actually went my wife and i we went and volunteered there a few years ago and they gave me another one so. <laughs> but, but yeah i just have a trend of people do we need being... to
0: have the conversation about you maybe being the issue <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a common thread the, just... ish,
0: the issue is
2: that that I'm just so nice and so good to people that they feel like they have to mistreat me, Dom. It's that, nothing that, must else. Be it.
0: that must be it. So, you know, I shared last week and it's the first time I've like really shared.
2: Wait, hang on. If you're about to share, let me just grab the, uh, the rose gold goblet. Yep. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boozy.
0: Nothing says Game of Thrones like his ro- <laughs> rose gold goblet. Let me just get the pinky out. Yep. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so, you know, the whole reading text messages thing and stuff like that. So I, I haven't, I can't really remember a time where I've read someone's text messages, but I ha- I've had a case where someone has read mine. Mm-hmm. And I know this is going to sound really a little bit off topic and a bit weird, but I went on a, I went on a school trip to, to Spain. So and we went on a coach and I was the only person from my year. So I was the oldest on the trip, on the trip. And two people sitting in front of me on the coach, will remain nameless uh obviously (laughs) um I didn't know them very well but two two of my friends so they were just the year below but two of my friends um really didn't like them they really didn't get on there was a lot of issues with boyfriends and who was whose and it was all very complicated I'd stayed well out of that sort of thing but I I had messaged my friends to say oh they're sitting in front of me oh god this could be awful and I'd said a few things about them which isn't very nice that's not a nice thing to do because I didn't I didn't know them so I I I'd, I'd done a bad thing and I I got to know them I thought they were really really nice people and really really good and I, I sort of like regretted kind of what I'd said but I so I'd, I'd sent a message to people back at home saying oh no it's like it's really cool like having a good time you, you know they're they're great they're quite nice stuff like that anyway it kind of left it from there and for whatever reason they asked to look at my phone i was like yeah great yeah i don't care have a look and they looked at all my sent messages they read all my sent messages every single one of them and a lot of them were the messages about them and then they were, they like confronted me about it and i was so i was so embarrassed i was just like oh what what the hell do i do from here this is just an absolute nightmare so i was like i like apologized to them and stuff like that and then it was like a little bit tense for a few days, and then it was kind of okay once we'd once we got back to England. But yeah, it sort of it sort of ruined it a little bit. Wow. So there's there's a lesson to be learned. Don't don't bad mouth about people and delete your sent messages. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cover pass- your tracks. Yes. Passcode.
2: You know the the truth about my phone. Less than ten people have the phone number. That's because I have less than ten friends. But the main thing
0: <laughs> it's they're like cock all over your shirt, bastards. <laughs>
2: It's true though. I think I've probably got maybe 11 phone numbers maybe in my phone and it's all just family. And then, you know, you and Dump. a couple <laughs> of others, and that's it. Um But I wouldn't want someone touching my phone because I wouldn't want their hands on my phone.
0: Mm.
1: So what I'm going to say in regards to that is, yeah, I don't touch other people's phones because people take their phones into the bathrooms and that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. I know I don't, but I don't sit on the toilet and play on my phone, but a lot of people do. So, yeah,
0: I'm not touching their phones. Like Where you, you, do you, you think I've been in one
2: of these seasons? <laughs> Tom lives on the toilet. He's, he's actually got like a little arm that's like next to the toilet roll that like holds the phone in place. So his hands are free so he can wipe up. Because that's important. <laughs> Cleanliness. So he
1: can binge watch his shows and not lose any time. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Last he doesn't—he
2: doesn't have to burn his pants this time, like when he did the oh. poo in the garages. But because, but you know, do you know what? You know what? I knew,
0: I knew, I knew you'd bring that up this week because I sent you that picture. I knew you'd bring it up but the picture of the poo that you did. Oh my god! You're doing oh, picture of the alleyway that you shat in, my friend. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's a horrible lie. Objection. Objection,
0: Objection. Over rule, motherfucker. <laughs>
2: Uh, that is so funny i if uh if i thought people wouldn't find it disgusting i would post on instagram the picture of the alley dom sent me a message it Was it yesterday and he was like you must have been, what were you just walking past
0: it i was out for a walk and yeah I, I i went i went down a road i normally don't go down and i saw the garages and i thought i've, I've got to go there i've got to i've got to go and get this picture and send it to you
1: you never go back to the scene of the crime come on
0: I didn't commit the crimes, so I do what I want. <laughs> you
2: witnessed the burning.
0: <laughs> I did, I did. I, I I witnessed it. So did so did the uh the old people's home. <laughs> Opposite.
2: <laughs> Just living my life. Living my life. I mean, at least everyone knew that my stool was healthy, you know, at that
1: like Wapey. <laughs> Uh, when I was at the university, I, I did my PhD at the University of Texas, you know, big university, and uh, I was in the chemistry building and, you know, downstairs in the basement, we had a lot of instrumentation and there was a back uh, stairwell to get down to the basement, not many people used and but we we used it so we didn't have to be near the undergrads and uh, someone just shat down the entire Stairwell, <laughs> and they had clearly tried to use like notebook paper to wipe or to catch it or something. It was it was so bad. I just I couldn't stop laughing. I mean, clearly someone was sick, right? Like they didn't try to do. I don't know. Maybe someone from the rival school. I don't know what happened, but like I was walked past it. And someone was like, "Has anyone called a custodian?" And we're like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm laughing too hard for
0: about this. Oh Jesus! If, if <laughs> we talk...
1: Institutions in the United States, and someone just sh- all on the stairwell. <laughs>
2: oh God! Everyone has to go poop, you know. Okay, if, if we're doing poo stories, I got one more, and then we oh, can God. go in. It's then not we can
1: start with the episode.
2: Yeah, it's not me though. It's not me. I was just a party to it, or wit. I didn't witness it. Okay, let me explain. So, well a teenage girlfriend that i had so i was like maybe like 16 17 i was like young and um was living in a different part of the country blah 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 anyway we were going her dad was getting remarried and so we were part of the wedding but we're also like not like ushers or bridesmaids or anything but kind of like you know sat at like some of the top tables and whatever anyway later into the evening like drinking and whatever and this is like young even in the uk like we're our drinking age is, is 18 and uh and we we you you put me off dom you bastard sorry oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry <laughs> he wrote in the direct thing he said all, you, all I can see is uh, the name of, a, of like an 11 year old a girlfriend I had when I was 11 like in, in primary school <laughs> my first kiss in fact anyway you were in the room for that Dom by the way
0: yeah because that's not weird
2: <laughs> he was that was at like, my parents I watched him
0: have a shit in an alley and I watched him kiss his first girlfriend <laughs> what a a podcast this has become (laughs) season two
2: it's all off the limits, limits right hang on so we're at this wedding okay 17 whatever and uh and i can't remember what happened but she was trying to get into like the car to like get suitcase out or something or whatever to get into the room and she couldn't get into the hotel room she couldn't get into the car um and turns out she really needed the bathroom and she was drunk. So what she t- <laughs> she just took a shit next to the car in the <laughs> car park. <laughs> I wasn't around for this point. I don't know. Right. But it's next to the car that we're getting into the next day. That's like her uncle's car. And the next morning, <laughs> like we go to get into the car and this is a massive pile of shit next to the car. And the guy, go- the guy goes, like, her uncle's like, oh, God. Like a dog must have pooed next to the car, and then he sort of looks at it for a second and goes, "Must have been a big dog
0: <laughs> Oh my God! We broke up
2: not long after that. <laughs> <laughs> And I never looked back. I, mean, I never nice. looked back. It was the first. It was the first thing I, you know, I asked my wife when I met her. I was like, "You ever pooed next to a car and like disguise it as a dog?" No.
1: Okay, let's go out. <laughs> <laughs> the bar is low.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh god. Should we talk about One Tree Hill? There's
1: left at this point, or people just. Just because that was a loss. Oh, God.
2: People are either going to say this is the best episode or worst episode. And I often say that to Dom. I'm like, this is either the best or worst we've ever done. And I think they always end up being my favorite ones, anyways. So. <laughs> right Well, let's talk about this episode. It's pinnacle, it's massive, it's huge. um Lauren, as our guest, which character would you like to start with?
1: Uh this is a pretty big episode for a lot of people. So let's knock out Haley since she only has a a few scenes and then we'll kind of get into the meat of it.
2: Oh, Haley, I I had a full, I had an argument with someone on Instagram about Haley where they were just like, (laughs) they were joking. They're like, "Uh, you can't say these things. (laughs) Like it's not her fault. She's going after her dreams and this, that and the other. And, (laughs) And it was quite like a long thing. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Yeah, sorry. And I like dot dot dot. Wait a minute. Fuck you, Haley. <laughs> <laughs> Amber is all jokes. I love it. And I love our conversations. I was just trying to <laughs> Amber's wind a
1: review, retracted. <laughs>
2: uh she knew I was joking. Um what Dom, uh bring talk bring us up to speed about Haley.
0: Uh, I remember Haley having one scene where she's um finally has oh no she has two scenes sorry she does have two scenes so she has the phone call with nathan to say that she you know I call to say we're going to be on tv and it'd be nice if you watched and so on and so forth and nathan's giving a bit of pushback isn't he saying oh you know like i think he brings up uh sleeping with chris and it's really sort of quite a spiteful conversation and she maintains the whole time that it's not like that it's not like that Um, and yeah, he's Nathan is still very, very much in pain and hurt over this. And, uh, she didn't even know Keith was getting married. So that just shows that she doesn't sort of communicate with anyone back at home at the moment. So she's very, very self-involved, very selfish. Um, and I won't back down on that. I think she's just a terrible person at the moment. Um, take that Amber. Um, and, um, yeah, as it as it goes from there, she then ends up like on TV, doesn't she? So do you want me to go to that bit next?
2: Yeah. Well, why don't we go, Lauren? You tell us about that part.
0: Yeah. So she's
1: being interviewed by was it TLW? I can't remember what it stands for, but um, and oh no, before that, I guess the the producer's like, "Hey, we're going to interview you guys. Um, you know, ditch the wedding ring," and she's like no, I don't want to. And they're like, no, you got to make yourself, you know, you want men to want you and you want women to want to be you. And you guys are singing a love song. It's only natural. Like it, that's just, you know, that's fan date, right? If you guys are actually, you know, a, a couple. So they get on the air, um, you know, the host asks, Hey, are, are you guys dating? And Chris jumps right in and says, yes, we are. And Haley just deer in headlights? Like, yeah I mean like she didn't even try to correct them at least from the shot we saw and then what annoyed me going back to the the part that Dom summarized is that like she's like kind of getting annoyed with Nathan like well what can I do to win you back like a whole bunch lady like (laughs) you know and it's just like she's just like annoyed with him right and i think like trying to like manipulate him and oh well you know like what is it gonna take like what what how can you get over this right when it's like it's her it's her problem she gotta she has to figure it out
2: totally and i the i it really annoyed me as well when she was like oh i'm just so tired i've been up rehearsing all night like i hate it when people do that and it's like you know that it's like you know that he's at home and he's not really doing much and he's kind of pod Nathan, as Brooke said in the previous episode. And so she's kind of like, that's kind of like Loki putting it in his face. That, hey, I'm out here living my best life. And oh, I'm tired because I'm up all night living my dream that I, you know, abandoned you for. And it's like, don't do that. I like, have some like compassion or empathy or think, I have some perspective about how he's feeling. And I think this really shows her, as Dom was just saying, her immaturity, her selfishness. Um, I say it once I say it again season two Nathan fuck you and fuck off like yeah go go on tour and never come back Dom
0: I think you said season two Nathan
2: no we love season two Nathan I think
0: I think you just said season two Nathan fuck you and fuck off
2: then then, Nathan I apologize sincerely (laughs) I'll write you a letter uh handwritten I'll send you a Chad Michael Murray face mask it's Haley. Haley,
0: fuck off, Dom. Yeah, <laughs> he took terrible.
1: the he took the Deb cocktail before the podcast, so he's things are a little loopy right now.
0: For sure, I have to jump on this cocktail bandwagon.
2: <laughs> what were your thoughts, Dom? Um,
0: I'm not in, yeah, really not impressed by Haley at all at the moment, and it's it is sad. I still want Nathan to get out of this wallowing self pity, but I think there's, um at least an option for that, that we see at the end of the episode. Well, and we'll get to that when we cover Nathan. Um, but he does have some great scenes on the back of this, you know, as well. But Hayley just needs to, um, I don't know, just be a bit more supportive, even from afar. She could turn around and say, no, you, you know, she yeah. could apologize and do all of that. But actually th- there's effort that could be made. She's not even contacted the rest of them, you know, or Karen who she's basically lived with for most of her life, you know, to 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 go away for a few weeks and not even know that Keith, who is basically your best friend's, you know, real dad, is getting married and you don't know that, then, you know, what kind of a friend are you? It's, it's not even the fact that she's, you know, being. Uh, yes, she's chasing a dream. Yes, that is important. But actually, she's she's not being um, a good partner to to nathan and i I picked my word very carefully there she's not being a good partner it's not about being a good wife and things like that it's about being a good partner Uh, and i think that he's nathan is was a better partner you know um overall and that's kind of the overriding factor of why she's caused so much upset with some people but yeah the the dreams and stuff is very important i would always advocate that but you got to bring people along with you and and the people you love you got they've got to come along for the ride too
2: for sure for sure, it's like balance as well. It's like, well, at what expense is your dream? You know, is it is it worth more than your marriage? Like, where's the compromise? Or where's the the sacrifice? And it, they can have it all, but it's yeah, a partnership, like you said. Agree. Any thoughts on on that, Lauren?
1: I think Haley, in the environment that she's in, which is with Chris and this rock style rock star world which is very selfish is, is that's what she has chirping in her ear right I mean he even said don't blink now you made a decision go with it so that's what she's surrounded by so I think like that's kind of fueling her actions right I think if she was around the people she loves and she knows like Lucas and Karen she would be more considerate but she's placed in this very selfish environment one because she's with a very selfish the most selfish person on the show right and then you know that lifestyle of being an artist like that is is quite selfish
0: on on the flip side of that though almost not really in her defense but almost in her defense it's like um she's in a bit of an abusive relationship with chris and that he is totally controlling and even even kind of just verbally abusing her in a, in a almost like a blackmail kind of way you know you you're the one that made this decision you've got to go with it and it's that pure emotional blackmail and it just makes her second guess herself and that that is quite difficult watching as well
1: but what was like an age difference too i mean like one she looked at him like a mentor right so she everything he says she's kind of taking as advice but you know she's what 16 maybe 17 and he's supposed to be what like 22 ish 23 i don't know you know so that gives him a little bit like more lording power over her right that age difference i think
2: yeah for sure and it is like low-key abusive or for sure manipulating for his own game because she is it, a duet isn't it like they like the sound of them together he's so yeah for sure kind of reminds me of like how I manipulated Dom into doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> got
0: tricked into it.
2: Don't blink now, Dom. <laughs> Don't blink now.
1: <laughs> you only have seven more seasons.
2: <laughs> oh boy. Ah, oh, <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love One Tree Hill. I love this podcast. Say it, say it proudly. Well should we move on to a different character? And Lauren, who would that character be?
1: Uh I know this one's heavy. Do you just want to move into Nathan since we've already touched upon him? He's he's peppered throughout this episode.
2: For sure. Yeah. Do you want to tell us where, where he starts?
1: Um I think the first scene is is with that phone call that we that Dom just described. Um, you know, where Haley says, hey, I'm gonna be on TV and he's just he's just bitter. Um and he's just not giving her anything. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I I really feel for him. I mean, that's like one question I was just going to ask you guys is if you ever been that heartbroken, where you just really empathize with how he's feeling and it kind of brings you back to that place when you were, you know, either dumped or in a really like hard part of a relationship.
0: Dumb we all know what I'm gonna say (laughs) I'm gonna say (laughs) my
1: game boy ran out of batteries and (laughs) that
0: was a hard day um (laughs) I'm actually you know very fortunate in that I've never had that um I I can only only really imagine uh what it's like so yeah that's that's all I can say really
2: is it too predictable to know that Don would react like that, and I definitely have had the opposite, isn't it? It's so maybe that's what works, maybe that's why it works is we're kind of we're very similar but very different at the same time you know uh yeah i um for sure <laughs> I mean not that bad i mean i had the thing is is i've been I've been with my wife since I was twenty two um and i'm thirty Free now, so like I, I see it as I've been with her for my entire adult life. Um, so everything before that I see is just sort of adolescence and whatever, and being in college and before. So I don't, they're not like real girlfriends. Like they were, you know, people.
0: Yeah, they were shitting yeah. by the side of the car, kind of people. <laughs>
1: That's not wife
0: material. Let's nah. not even go home with material. Let's leave him there.
2: Must have been a big dog. <laughs> <laughs> the um, I do you know that that relationship was a really it was really bad like as in we were we were we were teenagers but like we were like cheating on each other and all kinds of things at the end like um and but then when she actually finally broke up with me i was heartbroken even though that i was like you know dating other other girls and stuff and and i i'm pretty sure she slept with one of my best friends. I mean, I've never, I've never questioned him on it, um, but I, I feel like he did on my 18th birthday. It's a whole other thing. <laughs> um,
0: You're a complicated fellow, aren't you? <laughs> this is
2: it's teenage yeah, stuff. Those are like
1: therapy sessions. Dang.
2: <laughs> I let it out because I, I have, I have no i i i i have i don't know what the word is like i'm not ashamed of any of it it's like the hue to me it's the human experience you know we all go through this stuff and i find talking about it and making fun of it kind of like it is therapeutic in a way because it's like huh. you know i was a kid really but yeah i've been heartbroken a few times but but what's funny is when i met my wife and this might sound a little bit soft or whatever but that's where i felt like what what real love and connection and emotion was. And then it made me feel like, well, any of these other things, it was just, it was never any of that. Like it was mainly just like physical appearances and never, never anything like particularly like deep or anything where with, uh, with my wife, it's like, uh, it was real. We connected on emotional levels and we're like, we're best friends and all the other, you know, all the other things that make a, a proper solid relationship. So, um, yeah I, I in the teenage sense yes I guess I was heartbroken for a weekend but you know soon got over it that have you Lauren
1: oh yeah yeah uh yeah I, I've been the chat the in the hallway so to speak um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I dated someone uh in grad school who I mean the only person I ever saw myself marrying and we broke up and I just like remember how sad I felt and just couldn't get out of it. And, you know, I weren't married, but you know, I I can feel how Nathan may feel that. And I think his ego is a little bit bruised too. And I think like that lends to what you said, Simon, that, you know, even though that one girlfriend, y'all were cheating on each other and that you were still upset that you broke up. And I I think like, it comes down to a pride thing, right? Mm -hmm and you know the scots are very prideful people so um you know for nate for, in his eyes to be to have some tool like chris chosen over him that that has to be like a huge hit and then you got your dad who wasn't supportive of it at all and it's like still poking at you about it i mean that that just exacerbates it right for sure
2: for sure Don anymore i really um, want more from you i, really I was just want gonna you. say
0: uh, lauren he he didn't deserve you so forget him amen
1: you know i i was gonna m- just make a plea out on the podcast here that you know if there are any men out there who would like to send me digestives and they happen to be good looking i am single and please send me digestives because i can't
2: find them in the u.s so we'll send you digesters but um but you know i from statistics i can tell you that i think 85 percent of our audience is female so you've got this is a a bit of a finite window there um but they are out there guys come on come on (laughs) slide into the ravens dms we'll connect it okay (laughs) we can play cupid here we'll make this happen just don't poo next to any cars hold the poo in okay come
1: yeah. on
0: guys. keep that in yeah.
2: <laughs> okay so uh so yeah so nathan is he, ha- he has the phone call and then he's kind of all over the place isn't he like he has great interactions with whitey um i think he has he has things with uh, like he's stealing the food out of the fridge um is is that maybe the next part when he's uh with sees lucas at the fridge yeah
1: he's raiding the fridge and he <laughs> he puts sour cream in his duffel bag. I, he didn't strike me as a sour cream condiment type fellow, but um, yeah, he's basically, yeah, raiding the fridge and he runs into Lucas and Lucas makes a joke about, oh well, don't take the caviar. I've developed a taste for it now. Um, and Nathan uh, was, oh yeah. And then Nathan asks Lucas about, did you tell Keith about Jules. And he scolds him for not telling him the truth. And that kind of segues into, okay, well, that's one effed up relationship. Here's mine. And Haley called me this morning and told me she was going to be on TV. And, um, yeah, then then Deb walks in and probably high as a kite. And she's like, hey, let me make you some magic eggs. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Do you know I love eggs so much that, like, even if I was so mad at her, I'd be like, oh, go on then, too poached. <laughs> like, let's do it. How do you feel about poached eggs, Lauren?
1: Ooh, no, I only like scrambled. I, that's the only type. Eggs weird me out. Don't like hard boiled, don't like poached, don't like over easy, sunny side up. Ugh. Yeah.
2: I know sunny side up is that's what we call fr- a fried egg. What's, um, What's over easy mean?
0: Oh, because I don't like it.
2: (laughs) Perfect answer. Dom, do you know?
0: Um, I'm not sure. Is that when you flip it over and you cook the yolk? Yeah.
1: We also have in in Pittsburgh, it's called dippy eggs. So it's where you use a piece of bread to like break the yolk and you dip your right into that i mean i know a lot of cultures a lot of people do that we just call it dippy eggs it's
0: we we call that
1: western pennsylvania so
0: Dom, what do we call that we call that sunday night teammate <laughs> no it sounds like
1: a sex position Ooh.
2: <laughs> we called we called it dippy egg and soldiers we do call it dippy egg and soldiers
1: oh that sounds like a sex position Ooh.
0: <laughs>
2: It sounded, like, God, it sounded like a gangbang, if anything. I'm going to have to cut that part out. But... <laughs> Do not cut that out.
1: <laughs> That's what Jake gave, Jake gave Peyton the old Dippy Soldiers, or what is it called? Dippy... Dippy Egg
2: and Soldiers.
1: <laughs> dippy Egg and Soldiers.
2: Oh, Jake.
1: Seemingly twice that we could see in the episode. And
2: from the blinking, it seems like it was, uh, you know...
1: A double
2: dip at least <laughs> no crust, <laughs> no crust.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, what, <God>. what? <laughs> is,
2: is nathan is is the next part where nathan is uh where well, he sees Whitey at the at the alcohol store we call that yeah. an off license
0: do, do you know what i've actually written in my, na- <laughs> <Is laughs> my down the offy down the offy yeah <laughs> <laughs> he clapped he was so happy he clapped i actually wrote nathan's at the office. <laughs> pumped into whitey <Y-E>. loving life
2: <laughs> Did, uh, i i'm gonna make it for people in case they haven't done it already but and i haven't never told you this don before but your delivery your voice and uh and your humor so often reminds me of James Corden.
0: Oh, God.
2: You know James Corden, Lauren, right? He's famous out there now. There's the Late Late Show, James Corden.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm also going to Google's. Yep, okay, yeah, I know who he is.
2: Dom, do you not like him? He's really funny, Gavin and Stacey. He's all right. He's funny. Well... People look, and if you don't know, YouTuber segment, and you'll, you'll hear Dom. I, I hear it. Has no one ever told you that before?
0: No, never. Just
2: well, you. Well, we'll see what the people say.
0: <laughs> Expect a shit by your car, my friend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just as long as it's a big dog, or we'll just no. Oh, it must have been a small dog. It's a shit <laughs> <Hey."> <laughs> Well, like a I could... <laughs> oh boy oh boy has there ever been an episode with so much poo talk who knows um but right they're at the they're at the 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 alcohol store or the off license and nathan runs in to whitey dom your main man's back tell us about it my friend
0: i think i think whitey had a a a solid episode and nathan's in there doing the whole self-loathing thing and i'm gonna mention it now but one of my favorite lines um, from Whitey in this scene is if I can find it in my notes, uh, <laughs> Whitey in the office, <laughs> and then I put in brackets liquor store for our American friends. um uh You're getting pretty good at the moody moody broody, aren't you? Trying to give Lucas a run for his money. Uh, that was a, a solid line. Love that. uh And then they like Nathan's like, well, aren't you going to give me this whole story? Because that's what you end up doing. And and he he goes, I'm not gonna do that. You know, that's that's not what I'm about today. Cause he's he's kind of picking out like a gift for Keith, I think, or something to share with Keith before he gets married, as they're whiskey drinking buddies in, in a school. And um it in the end it does become a story. And Whitey looks so happy at the end, he's like, There you go, I did give you a story. And then it's just like, by the way, <laughs> his idea is fake. <laughs> and then he's like leaves. What a brilliant moment. What a great scene. That's a great one.
1: Sorry, the pity store is closed today. <laughs>
2: That's great. That's great. Yeah, I love that scene. It was it was perfect. Loved it. And Whitey just, you know, casually buying a bottle of whiskey to put in his flask to take to Keith's wedding because that is like part of the foundation of their relationship.
1: <laughs> Must be a cash bar at the wedding, I'm guessing. Yeah.
2: All right, <laughs> Yeah, you know why he's just ordering like a, a Diet Coke and just putting in his, you know.
1: Like a 19-year-old. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so then he goes outside and takes a big shit by a car. It all works
0: <laughs> out. Everyone's a winner.
2: <laughs> oh, God, this dog must be a bit ill. There's a corn in here.
1: <laughs>
2: it's off-color. Lots of
1: nuts. Remember he liked the nuts at that one party. <laughs> yes.
2: That is a great callback to season one. Yeah, the cashews. There's
0: the cashews. <laughs> this dog. Damn it, been eating Dan's all the like, cashews. damn it!
1: I paid a lot for those cashews <laughs> just to oh, get gosh.
0: shit out. Toxic cashews.
2: I really feel like we're losing subscribers. I can, <laughs> I can see, I can feel them leaving. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so. Uh, (laughs) we have a good going
1: away party at the watch party in a couple (laughs) hours here because it'll be the last time anyone shows up for that (laughs) yeah yeah
2: and just to say on that for people that if people don't know the watch parties the watch alongs they're so much fun i really enjoy them they're like a real like highlight of the week so uh Mm -hmm. people you should get involved like it's uh it's really fun like it's a whole different experience watching it with people 100%.
0: 100%. Agreed.
2: So does Nathan next show up like drunk outside the wedding? Like, is that is that where we see him next sort of stumbling around in the courtyard?
1: Uh, no, he's going to watch uh, Haley on TV, right?
2: Oh, God, yeah. Oh, just to say on this, I mentioned it in the last episode, but they're clearly promoting the tour that's actually going on in real life at this mm-hmm. point where they're saying, you know, it's uh, the Wreckers and um, Gavin DeGraw. And as we said on the watch along, it's clearly filmed in Karen's Cafe where he's singing Chariot, uh, which is hilarious. But yeah, I, it's a really clever idea. Like, I like the fact that the show. Became, I don't know, is that meta? No, the opposite of meta. When it's like, you know, it's like seeping out into the real world. I think that's really cool. I mean, Lauren, what are your thoughts of that? They actually did a a tour in character.
1: Um, that's pretty bold on their part, like because they're expecting that everybody recognizes these as characters, right? As I mean, of course, people probably knew Gavin DeGraw and Michelle Branch, Um, but you know. Like, I don't know if Tyler Hilton had a career before One Tree Hill or if he was big, but like, that's pretty bold to like introduce us as, okay, Haley James Scott and 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 oh, Chris Keller. Um, they're banking on a lot of people have watched it and it sounded like, you know, they they were always kind of on the cusp of being canceled, right? So I, I don't know, maybe at this point, things were a little bit more solid, but I feel like that was a big move because that's also a lot of money is probably coming from the show to promote that and put that tour on
2: yeah i i i think it's really cool i mean i have like uh alerts set up on ebay and stuff to get like notifications when like one tree hill props and yeah. memorabilia and things come up and quite often t-shirts come up that have like got the tour like the tour t-shirts have like the tour dates on and stuff like i think it as a fan um i think it would have been a really cool experience to do so hopefully like the convention that we that we're all going going to go to in 2025 hopefully they do you know performances and and things like that in it because that would be cool i i'm really excited to like completely kill this convention for like us to just be like completely known like it's kind of it's our convention like they know it's like look wrote this section off this is a ravens podcast section this is for you know all of the ravens over here and all you peasants over here stay over there and wait in line to meet barry corbin but we're going to go back in the green room all of us and we're going to have eat some cashews with barry when he's done signing Mm -hmm. your fucking (laughs) pictures
1: i say we all have t-shirts on like some you know whether it's like your Ravens podcast or whatever um, Tahani comes up with, we that'll be like our thing. We'll have one for each day at the convention.
2: That would be dope. Yeah, something where we can uh, yeah, where it's all like uniformed. Everyone knows, and it's like we walk in like the T-birds in Greece. You know,
0: <laughs> collars up, boom, <laughs> slick, slicked hair.
2: Oh, you know what we could do? We could all get like the Ravens jackets, like um, or something like that. That'd be dope. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. Dom's not sold on the jacket. Did you see like the trepidation in his face about wearing that jacket?
0: I nodded and smiled. I was thinking of the hat at the same time. Oh, the hat.
2: <laughs> I need to thinking sort of, the hat out.
0: Thinking of the hat.
2: We got done so dirty by Wayne on these jerseys. Like you you guys in in the States were okay, but like for people in the UK here, we got done with them custom charges so hard. Like they're like yeah. uh, they're about seventy, about a hundred dollars each, to just to get them out of customs. Like on top of paying the other bits. Yeah, next time I'm gonna send. I have a friend in America. I'm gonna have them sent to him, and then he can lie on the customs form, so we don't have to pay. I mean, allegedly.
1: <laughs>
2: All right. So sorry, Nathan he watches the thing he's upset because his wife is you know it starts off okay because she says Haley james scott okay good and then chris says the music doesn't lie he sees sees it and then just sort of goes off on one and then spirals and then eventually is in the courtyard stumbling around shouting to keith to not go through with it and you know love is a lie dan comes out that make me knock you out this is a church (laughs) the guy that in the previous episode was saying that god was calling him on his cell phone
1: (laughs) all of a sudden he's a man of morality okay
2: (laughs) yeah what did what did you guys think of, of this interaction
1: oh so many good lines that and the whitey scene so many good lines i mean where he says shut your hole you freaking hypocrite love that
2: yeah, that was awesome, Dom.
0: Uh, one thing that really got me is is that feeling of um, I, like being on either side of of Dan or Nathan, of being a, like a bit drunk, if not quite drunk, and trying to like grab someone, but you can't because they're just holding you with one arm, they're holding you away, and you're like, get off me, um, and then being on the opposite side of that, just holding someone, and you're like, what are you doing? Just sort yourself out. Um, I found that quite entertaining. <laughs> um but yeah dan trying to play the uh the the man of morality like you said and trying to you know he's all about saving face isn't he he's all about uh, keeping up appearances and making sure don't do it <laughs> and making sure that um you know anything that's happening in his life if it's embarrassing it's kept very private and very quiet um Because you know you you lose face and and that's all what he's about is he's all about you know image and it's all about perception of him because he's that ruthless businessman and if people think he's got a crazy family who are you know taking drugs in the morning to keep him going then you know he's less credible you know in in his eyes anyway.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, So from here, uh, Lucas takes Nathan off. Nathan Ralphs that's my favorite word for throwing up Lauren do you have a favorite word for throwing up
1: um eh, pukes vomits um I I will I will say this is a side tangent I have not thrown up since I was nine and I'm 35 now almost 36
0: challenge accepted
1: <laughs> yeah that's can't yeah just can't throw up so um can't watch people throw up either so i'm glad they didn't show that per se but
2: that's that's amazing that's great i mean i i uh the i i've only i don't drink uh like hard 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 liquor that sounds so crazy i don't drink alcohol like that from did i tell the story on the podcast at one point i'm I'm sure i did from like being really drunk in boston anyway got really drunk in boston when i was like 30 and uh which only like three years ago i was like i'm never drinking like that ever again uh but i um been sick from like food poisoning and stuff so that's really impressive to me that you haven't because it's such a horrible feeling
1: mm-hmm. yeah
2: that's awesome
1: yeah that's quite the quite the rap sheet i have
2: so <laughs> or non-rap sheet
1: or not a rap sheet yeah and, <laughs> i'll probably grow up tonight just because i said this <laughs> for the world to hear so i'll let you know if you have to cut it out later just just
2: blame it on a dog it'll be fine Um, (laughs) and dom do you have a favorite word for throwing up
0: uh chucking
2: chucking up we've had this before yeah you you said you like chuck i like ralph works (laughs) so yeah he ralphs chucks or vomits and where do we is w
1: not i car
2: Yes, he gets in a W, not I, which love that. I think that's really cool. And then I think later we see him burning the the wedding the wedding wall pictures. I think is that it. Is that pretty much wrap him.
0: Uh, yeah, and then when Deb arrives to offer him money and say, "Go and chase, kind of chase her, chase your dream, chase whatever. Get her back. Mm-hmm. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Make it happen." It, it's it's quite weird that. Dan has been the one to throw money at things um kind of all, the whole way through. And now she's almost trying to buy her son back by saying, going at your wife who we can, you know, pretend we did care about with this money, you know, go, go for it. And it, it felt a bit, bit like backhanded, really It's a bit strange.
2: Like too little, too late sort of thing.
0: Yeah. And, and she does, you know, I suppose there's a nice sentiment behind it because she says, go and find some level of happiness that I can't even remember, you know, paraphrasing, of course, um, mm-hmm. which, which is a nice, you know, sentiment to it, but it still feels like it's too little too late, you know, accept your son's happiness. Fair enough. He got married at a stupidly young age. Um, but, you know, go with the flow. Let him make his own mistakes and let him learn from him. You don't have to buy him off.
2: Okay. Um and Dom, the do predictions for Nathan.
0: I got. It's a bit difficult. I kind of think Nathan's going to turn up. He's going to find Haley somehow, turn up, and there'll be. I almost want there to be like an altercation between her and Chris. Like Chris is doing this power play, and Nathan sees that it that it isn't what he think it is. It isn't like them sleeping together or or having anything difficult and, and Nathan then like intervenes and kind of saves the day has that hero moment that's what I'd really like to happen what I think will happen is that he'll turn up at uh, like a vulnerable moment it, like for Hayley being vulnerable Chris consoling her he'll walk in and go right now I've seen it with my own eyes get fucked Haley, and he'll walk off and then it'll be a chase 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 oh I'm really sorry that's kind of where I think that's going
1: well she'll get fucked
0: <laughs> <Ooh. laughs>
1: his fuzzy hair will be, <laughs> oh
2: well. I hate his hair. Well, <laughs> so Dom, sort of what you're saying here is that you want Nathan to sort of swoop in like a Batman type situation and save the day rather than like Chris trying to be that, you know, coming out as like the hero sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Cause at the moment it's sort of like, as much as he's in that position of being like abusive, like, to Haley, he's kind of like the guy that's helping her uh seek her dream you know
0: yeah completely
2: nice okay and lauren who is next on the docket
1: Ooh, um let's tangent to dan and deb um since they've kind of already been mentioned
2: tell us about them so-
1: yeah so we'll go with um we'll go dance or uh, deb since she's been mentioned so you know she shows up when nathan's raiding the fridge and she wants to make him eggs um which may or may not be good we don't know uh (laughs) he abruptly leaves right like blows her off and he's like i'm out of here now that you're here basically and um she goes into the cabinets and gets the deb special which is I was reading the label. It said it was pills that she had gotten from her doctor, and it said hydrocodone and oxycot. I think, I think, oxycottons, It was like abbreviated.
0: Mm. Um,
2: from, the, from my extensive knowledge of Eminem's um, discography, I know that oxycotin is things that are not good.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, opiate problems are really big in the US. I don't know if it's really bad in the UK, but
0: um
2: I mean I spend my time doing One Tree Hill podcasts. So I I can't <laughs> I can't comment my
0: not, is, not is
1: <laughs> like, like for uh for illicit drugs and things like that. Um so yeah it is a big problem here. But uh yeah she takes like oh god I didn't see how many milligrams it was but she took like at least three pills, right? Um and Lucas is kind of hiding off in the background and watches her take these pills. Um, yeah. And I think the next time we see her, she is in her bedroom getting ready at the mirror and, you know, Lucas comes in and confronts her and she basically says like, Oh, you're a teenager. Like, you, I mean, she's obviously very defensive. Like, Oh, I, I don't need a teenager fixing my problems. You're a guest in my house. Don't spy on me. And called out, called out for the Deb cocktail.
0: You know, you, you uh, I was almost half expected, like, if, if there was an audio description of this scene uh, and, and you weren't watching it for whatever reason, and, and you just hear Deb saying, Have you been watching me, Lucas? Have you been watching me? You've been spying on me. And then the audio description is, Deb, D-Robes. <laughs>
1: seductive and you expected her to like flash her on right and yeah it it kind of got borderline creepy there but
2: it was like the intro to what would would look like a like 90s sort of porn scene not that i've (laughs) ever seen pornography to have any reference point i've just read about it in textbooks
0: (laughs) (laughs) pornography textbooks they're called mags mate (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but the
2: uh <laughs> it it was she she immediately looked uh what's the word? Sort of put out that he had come like into her room, I think, while she was sort of getting ready. She's sort of a bit of like, What are you doing here? Like you're kind of overstepping the mark, even just having this conversation which to me did seem odd, like why not wait till we like you're downstairs in the living room or in the kitchen or something, rather than choosing a moment where you know your dad's i mean stepmom can we call her that you know his dad's wife that's not his mother that hey let's let's call it what it is she's an attractive woman (laughs) (laughs) this guy is he knows never
1: noticed actually
2: he he knew he knew and uh you know, you know, you know, Lucas, you know she's the one that gives you that, you know, that funny sensation down under. You know what's happening, yeah. <laughs>
1: she's had to wash your sheets that you slept <laughs> in, so she <laughs> certainly knows.
2: She's the one that found all of them like sticky socks under the mattress.
1: <laughs> Must have been a big dog. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there we go. Really
1: go. good callback. Good callback. <laughs>
2: That 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 almost feels intro worthy to me. That could be it. I <laughs> I haven't. I've been keeping little segments saved in my phone of things of like thinking to put into the intro, and uh, I put this one out here because I'm I'm sure I'm going to put it in. But uh, Deidre, you got in from the last episode because it was her her delivery. It was so perfect. She was just like she like Keith, a slab of beef. Absolutely, <laughs> it was so perfect. I was like, "That has to go in the intro." It's so good, and I think the dog that's got to go in as well. So that's perfect.
1: You know, if you if you want misery loves company, if you want my singing of uh, reoffender on there, I will I will totally go on there for a season.
2: That- <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome i would love to do like a, a remix where people can like, every, like different people can do like a one line each but i've um i've picked a song already uh that i that I think i'm going to use for the next season intro but it hasn't it hasn't appeared in the show yet it comes in the finale and it's yeah. one that's uh it always sticks in my head there's like a song that i really like it's so dramatic so dom you you i don't want to say i don't want to reveal it until dom hears it but, yeah
1: uh, i'll look it up later
2: but but we can all sing parts of it because it's got a very high-pitched voice in it so <laughs> you
1: guys are all participating whether you like it or not
2: yeah we'd love that are we, are we two, is it 2-1
0: just gone
2: 2-1 football the uh, west Ham. our football team is um, playing it's the uh we're an ultimate got, game We've got, yeah, we've got two games left in the season, and uh, it's really close to us doing like the best performance ever in the league, ever. Magdalena, I'll keep this in because I know how much you love West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> hates
1: Is it. this Premier League? Yeah. So I, I've always wondered, at least the commercials they show in the US for Premier League, they're always screaming, it's always Premier League. Like, <laughs> can you Premier League? Does it always have to be Premier League?
0: Yeah, you, you, it's it's kind of a standard like, Premier League.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, that's god aggressive. It's Sunday morning here. <laughs> we
0: have to make you, you play soccer, don't you?
1: I do play soccer, yeah.
0: So we have to make you a, a non West Ham fan. Do, okay. do you, an actual do, one.
2: Do, do you support a football team?
1: I actually, for playing soccer my entire life, I played high school, college. I play rec league now. I actually don't enjoy watching soccer all that much like i'll watch it if people are watching it but i won't go out of my way to watch it um so i don't have a team per se so i'm i'm willing to if you send me a jersey and some digestives i can be swayed
0: simon i'll sort that out okay that's what you want.
1: in some cadbury bars if we're gonna
0: i will send you a crunchy you mentioned crunchies last week (laughs) it's been on my mind since you mentioned it i will send you a crunchy
2: send Lauren some freddos as well
0: yeah i'll send i'll send a a, a mixture of things curly I'll, work I'll i'll work it out and can you send us some nice big shit
1: right after it and take a picture for you guys <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do you know my my favorite american like candy is swedish fish i, l- I love mm. it and uh, red vines i had some i had the mass I, when i was at the summer camp i bought like this stupidly massive bag of swedish fish but these were like open air cabins with no doors on you know so uh, no. it was a summer And uh, raccoons came in and literally their little hands, they stole my whole thing and just ran off with them. So (laughs) raccoons enjoy Swedish fish as well. Have you ever had Swedish fish, Dom? No. You'd love Mm -hmm. them. They're like little red, like, uh, how would you describe them, Lauren? Like licorice? Like
1: gummies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're crack cocaine. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Excellent.
1: Not the opiate problem in the US. It's the fish
2: <laughs> and the raccoons know <laughs> they're addicted <Raccoons> know, yeah. <laughs> i love your t-shirt by the way so people can't obviously can't see but you've got a uh tree hill ravens t-shirt on but it's a cool design with yeah. like the the black raven on the top that's really cool mm-hmm. did you get that one from wilmington
1: mm-hmm. yeah
2: i can't wait speak speaking of wilmington i just have to drop this in here because i'm sure that there are people that, that are listening that would be interested But I started uh, my first time ever watching Dawson's Creek, um, like three or four days ago. And I started documenting it just informally on my story on my Instagram. And it's like become this whole thing. And I've like, I've been getting overwhelmed with messages uh, about it, which in the best possible way. um, Like I've already got about like 100 people that are like, into just watching it in like watching the story. If, if you're into Dawson's Creek, get involved. It's Simon podcasts on Instagram. And I'm watching one episode a morning. I, I put my son down for his nap at about 7. AM and I get about 45 minutes, which is perfect to like watch the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Lauren, you've seen it, right?
1: Yeah. I don't think I've seen it the whole way through. And I think I'm actually going to rewatch with you. I don't know if I'll be able to keep up. Um, but yeah, I think I've seen the majority of it. Um, definitely seen like the first couple of seasons.
2: It's really fun. And what's fun about it is it's filmed in the same place, but sort of shot in a different way. Have you ever seen it, Dom?
0: No, like an episode here or there. You, again, it's a Channel 4 favourite, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, exactly. Channel 4, E4. So.
0: But I was looking up the
1: answers to your question, Simon, that you posted on your story today about whether... Um, the video store exists and the restaurant exists, and they do.
2: That's dope. So we've got to just we've got to throw them in there as well on our tour. You know, got to.
1: So I think I sent you a website that had all the One Tree Hill locations, and they made a very similar website for Dawson's Creek. So when you get to the end, I can send it to you.
2: Awesome, appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so sorry, we've gone all over the place. Who are we talking about, Deb?
1: We're talking about Deb's.
2: Deb. Right. Okay. So yeah, she's taking, oh, that's right. She's taking these pills by right? Lucas confronting her. Um. I mean, we, I mean, I know we're going to talk about Lucas a bit later, but just to touch on this part. I mean, I think we he's well-intentioned, right? Like this is something that my, my wife and I often say is when you see something, you have to think about what the intention was behind it. And it wasn't like he was intending on being anything but helpful. You know, it wasn't trying to be a dick like right can we agree on that or or we've got differing opinions
1: yeah i think it was all good intentions um
2: he just he could have maybe done it in a better way or wait till she was dressed you know
1: I mean, goes, like, she's high as a kite now like went <laughs> <win> through withdrawal
0: <laughs> really
1: irritable then <laughs>
0: Great, give us some pills, Jesus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> here, take these, and now I'm going to have an intervention.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, then um, with Deb, we've kind of spoken about her. I mean, she's kind of in the background a little bit here and there, uh, like in some of those other scenes, like when Nathan was in the courtyard, and and then we've spoken about when she gives the money at the end. Um, I mean, is that is that pretty much that for Deb?
1: yeah and clearly like at the end um with dan this will be a good segue the dan like he you know he flicks the the groom off the cake and he says one down one to go and the camera pans to deb so that's clearly his next target of evilness or manipulation
2: I, i i love uh i love that scene i love how he overpours the champagne like i know it just because it's just like he doesn't care he's celebrating yeah. it's just like it was perfect um i just it just reminded me of a line as well where when nathan was uh in the courtyard and he's confronting dan and he's just like yeah did you hire chris too i thought that was a great line
0: yeah yeah oh, wait, are we moving into dan now are we covering dan
2: yeah talk to us about dan dom
0: uh dan was the king of creepy in this episode for me he was super creepy and i, I know simon you haven't seen Mad Men. lauren have you seen Mad Men?
1: Heard good uh, things,
0: though. he plays a character called um fergus i think or ferg and he he's just like just as weird just as creepy and um it, it's he just does it so well so so well i i can't believe how just that weird feeling my absolute, I think my favorite scene in this entire thing, or the favorite moment of action is when everyone turns around to to watch Jules walk in and he stays just staring at the groom and he smiles away. And that's just so creepy. So creepy.
1: Yes. I have that written in my notes. I said, like, he's a, I I can appreciate his antics sometimes, but that is just maniacal. Oh, you're evil there at that point because the smirk he has while he's watching his brother's reaction oh
0: you can't it's you can't favorite. help but hope you can't help but, but hope that fergus falls or something you know and it just all comes tumbling down on dan and it all goes horribly wrong
2: <laughs> it, it's so perfect and it's it's um it's his face like it's it's his whole look because he is you know very uh what's the word? Not typically good looking, uh, traditionally good looking. Is that the word? No. What is the word? He's, 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 he's a really good looking guy. And he kind of is like, uh, you could imagine him being very confident and whatever. And obviously we know, um, and you know, people that have listened to our interview with him and you know, all the other interviews that he is like the most down to earth, humble, funny, just such a nice, genuine guy, which makes the performance even better. But he—it's uh, the way that yeah, it's just everything, and the way he just looks at him like I knew it the whole time. I knew what I was doing, and here's your here's your karma. Here's your. But part of me thinks like we hate him, sure, because he's the antagonist. But also, his his brother slept with his wife. <laughs> like he didn't deserve this, but also, well, you know, you deserve something. At least someone could have pooped next to your car, maybe. Like, <laughs> But
1: yeah, yeah. I don't. I. I, I don't know. Uh, he just. He is just like relishing it. He's taking in the moment, right? Like he. I don't
0: know. I mean, yeah. Nathan, Nathan nearly exposes it all, doesn't he? Like other people probably didn't quite catch what Nathan was saying when they had the little fight in the the church courtyard, um, and it, Nathan could have just blown it all wide open right right there and then but he manages to to shut him down pretty quickly and then Lucas intervenes obviously because they start having their little scuffle and yeah that that could have been the end of it but actually he 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 gets it he wins I mean he knew he would win either way um and this was the perfect result for him and just that turn I I would I would tell people to watch that scene you know just watch it over and over again it's brilliant
2: yeah, it was awesome. I mean, he had great moments before that as well. Like I know we're doing some of this out of order, but it's all good. Uh like where he uh he gave jules the the necklace and was like it's your final payment you know i'm gonna gonna leave you alone and whatever and she's like oh it must be so great to be dan scott to feel like untouchable and whatever but one day you'll you'll crumble and you'll get your payback and he's like you know i I wouldn't hold your breath like even that is like he's so confident and cocky and uh he does have a bit of a creepy line where he's like um make sure you save a slow dance
0: for me miss davis and... oh yeah super creepy super super creepy that was horrible but that like they mentioned the creepy they they bring it up so that's at least it's noted
2: yeah yeah it's not like a mark Schwanism where it's like <laughs> yeah this is like it's it's meant to be that portrayed that way in the show and then highlighted that way hmm. so yeah and then there yeah, and then like that final bit where he flicks over the thing i really like the way as well that he does it with like just like the back of his finger, like just gently that wedding cake looks awesome.
1: Yeah. And he actually puts his finger. He, mm.
2: He's so good. I, in my opinion, I mean, obviously I massive fat. It's my favorite show, but I think he's the best antagonist in TV. I really do. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lauren's nodding just for the tape. That's very line of duty. Uh, Dom. <laughs> how did, what's, what's your conclusion do you, do you think is he up there for you as one of the greatest antagonists
0: he, he's up there yeah he's and just the way it's just the way he comes across on screen he's just he's creepy he's controlling he's powerful he's yeah just perfect They're just the ultimate manipulator as well
2: i really hope that he's at the convention that we get to go to because it's going to be a roll of the dice of like what cast members mm-hmm. are there i really he, hope he's there
0: He's a friend, of sh- friend of the show, so we can, we can make it happen. We'll, we'll, we'll dance, caught him. Okay, <laughs> manipulate him to be there somehow to go.
1: <laughs> so he is knocked down a peg in this episode. In um, when he's the in the scene with Jules when he's on her on her porch giving her the necklace. What is that outfit? It's brown on brown, and it's like kind of velour he like he looks like a camel that was the first thing that came on my mind like a camel
2: I noticed that outfit as well and I thought you're not even <laughs> gonna break that brown up you're just gonna strap and I was thinking yeah,
1: we gotta, is this a, thing? Wait,
2: is this a wait, thing is there a jacket or something you put on that sort of makes this outfit come together or
0: I, I'm guessing he opted out of being in the wedding party he paid for the whole thing
2: he just yeah just wanted to be well because i guess he wouldn't want to be up there when it's happening he wants a front row seat
0: i guess
1: or do you think keith would even put him in i mean i don't know he
0: i mean i don't know I, I guess not i guess not but keith is the kind of guy that would say you know do you want to be involved i think you know seeing as you're paying for it i'd really like you to be at least an usher at least yeah but he yeah. does say to someone there's, there's a couple of bits so he's like you know where you're sitting right and just sends someone off to to go and sit down and then a photographer comes up and goes oh can i take a picture and this this bit this bit wound me up for whatever reason that the photographers at like basically at a 90 degree angle takes a photo and it's like like the perfect photo and then he buggers off it's like what was that where did he come from we never saw him again
2: he's he was well i'll, I'll spoil it but here's my background
1: <laughs> me
0: too, he, me too. Well. he's not mine Ooh.
2: well that photographer is in the waiting room welcome in jeff <laughs> well i was a photographer in one tree hill and i really enjoyed making angles at 90 degrees and no, sorry okay it was good. Oh.
0: it was all right <laughs> you worked on your accents was a good jeff that was a good jeff i liked it <laughs>
2: We might bring him back one day. <laughs> okay, so can we can we wrap up Dan? Or is there any other bits we want to talk about with Dan? No. Wrap him. Okay. Dom prediction.
0: I I still think Nathan knowing and saying something might come out. He might tell Deb does Deb already know that did Deb find out that Jules isn't Jules in this episode? No, so right, Karen did. I know Karen did. I think Karen is the key to unlocking it to Keith. Um, will tell Keith kind of what she's found out and that she did love him, like, meaning Jules, or was it Emily? Did you change your name? Is that a real name? Emily Chambers, was it? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, decides that, you know, Karen's going to go and Karen's the one that kind of messed it all up, really, to be fair. At the end, but for the right reasons, and I, I think that she'll let Keith know what's going on. Keith will then kind of explode and go and put a hole in Dan. Put
2: a hole in him, <laughs> yeah. He's gonna shoot him. What? what Keith's gonna shoot Dan
0: who shot JR kind of moment. Oh no, no, he's not gonna shoot him, but he's gonna, I think he'll confront him.
2: He's gonna do a be, Jimmy come back yeah. and blow everyone away.
0: What would be amazing is that, um. Keith mentions his parents not being able to come to the wedding and he says that they're going to come down next week or something like that to meet everyone. What would be brilliant is if they're having a fight and like Royal turns up and just like has to separate them like by the collars or something like that.
2: Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good to see that. Maybe, maybe, maybe (laughs) we'll see my man. We'll see. Well, uh, where do you want to go to next Lauren?
1: Let's go to Karen and Andy.
0: Candy
2: can i just andy. say can i just say about andy i said it on the last episode but just because it was featuring again he had the motorola razor again the flip phone mm-hmm. it was featuring heavy so uh yeah
1: my... yeah he does the thing where he's like thinking with it right on his chin like yeah. when when i heard that in the podcast i'm like oh that's yeah that's so obvious
2: <laughs> yeah i love that though so our man andy's been chatting with his investigator bob and they're sort of doing this back and forth, trying to find a picture. Or they found out Dan's having an affair. I didn't understand how Dan having an affair would mean that he would lose custody of Lucas. Like, I said, that might make him lose his wife, but why would that make him lose his son?
0: Don't know. It's weird legal I don't know. Maybe that he's untrustworthy, and yeah, just
1: I'd say father. Yeah,
0: yeah, reflects badly on him. Potentially sure. an unstable home yeah, going yeah. Into. and you know things if he ends up getting divorced and loses you know the house and loses this and loses that where's Lucas gonna live so be better off with karen who's more stable i, I don't know and he yeah. always... where there's
1: smoke there's fire like you know if there's a thing going on there's probably more i don't
0: know mm. yeah
2: yeah so where where what else do they have they I mean Karen has the best line of the episode, doesn't she? When she confronts <laughs> she confronts Jules. <laughs> and she just is the way she says it. She just go under her breath, she's like, You're a whore.
1: <laughs> it's like she just came to the realization of it. And in real time, she's like, You're a whore.
2: <laughs> it made me like laugh out loud. Like, and I well, I don't laugh out loud. It like just hurt on my like uh torso contracts and i can't make noise and i was like (laughs) it's just so funny it just reminded me of deuce bigelow it's like you're a man whore it's just like you're a whore
1: (laughs) (laughs) so i didn't notice on um the photocopy of emily or jules's driver's license her date of birth is may 23rd 1974 so her birthday is coming up in a few days and made her about 30 or 31 um
2: sounds about right
1: yeah but i know you all talk about how you kind of thought she was like in her 20s or pretty young
2: i mean yeah how old are we thinking keith's supposed to be like maybe in his late 30s
1: well he's supposed to be older than dan and if dan and karen are the same age right because they were the same year in high high school and they're like what 36 so he's probably thirty-eight.
0: Yeah. Maybe. He's edging forty, definitely, isn't he?
1: Mm.
0: He's edging forty. I mean you can tell by the
1: mustache, like.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> no no one no one in their early thirties is making a mustache a mustache like
0: that. No. No chance.
1: Mm-mm. It's like a tree. When you cut a tree in half and you like you can see the rings and tell <laughs> you can do the same with a, a mustache.
0: <laughs> yeah. Fully, science, right there, science. Fully, <laughs> and he
1: is freshly shaved now. But you know,
0: <laughs> and he was looking good. He
2: was looking mm-hmm. good, our man Keith. Mm-hmm. Uh He didn't actually, Keith didn't actually have that much screen time, considering it was his wedding. Like he was in it, like here and there, but it was mainly focused around everybody else, like that knows all of this information, like behind his back. So they 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 like have walks and talking. The walk and talking about trying to find um you know they're getting the dirt on dan and then i mean it really andy's playing a supporting role really it's more karen's story
0: it's probably the nicest part of the episode when um andy's chatting away and then he suddenly goes oh i love you (laughs) and it's all like and then he's desperately trying to explain himself just like uh i I wanted to say it for a while but haven't had the time and you know, I, I, it's be, Lucas being in jail and this has happened and that's happened and finding out about Jules and then she's like, oh, I love you too. And it's kind of like, oh, it's quite like a nice relaxing moment between them. And then when we get to the end of their kind of episode, or the end of the whole, the whole episode, really, when they're sitting in the church and she she says, I, like, I need to go to Keith. I've got to go to Keith. and And that almost, for me, became a line of, I know I said, I love you, but I've got to be with him for now. Like you're, you're now on the, on the back burner. Unfortunately I need to look after him. So I, I'm, my feeling is that although Andy is still going to be supportive and probably looking into Dan and trying to, you know, get some dirt on him for Karen, I think Karen's going to be heavily focused on, on Keith in the next episode. Nice. And she
1: does have a nice scene with Keith in the reception hall. Um, where she seems less jealous. I I could, and it might've been just the after effects of, you know, her and Andy confirming they love each other. She didn't seem like she was when she was a trick and she was like, Oh, I'm jealous of Jules. Right. And trying to like derail things, but.
0: I have one little prediction as well. That's just sort of triggered in my mind as we, as we're discussing it is Keith watching karen walk down the aisle and says to lucas your mom looks beautiful or something like that that will happen but next time karen will be in a white
1: dress
2: (laughs) (laughs) and keep and karen are gonna
0: get married eventually i don't know when but i think I, i i said pretty early on that andy will eventually disappear i don't think he's the he's in this for nine seasons um as much as he's you know a great guy and that i don't think he's for whatever reason i don't have the feeling of of longevity in his character storyline whatever but i I do have a feeling that you know karen and keith may end up that way in the end
2: we will see my friend
0: all foreshadowing the whole this walking down the aisle doesn't she look great it's it's coming but in a white dress he'll say it again to lucas Mm. in the future
1: and
2: then Lucas will reply and go the audacity for her to wear white
1: (laughs) he'll be wearing flip-flops in his tux (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah. which Lauren were you happy with Barbara Allen Woods's answer to that question that she thought that it was Chad Michael Murray's uh decision did that like uh you know solve it for you uh
1: I don't know I don't think I got too hung up on it I mean I felt like I still hold true to the fact that it's a that was a look back then in 2003-2004 so and he was supposed to be like the cool laid back like I'm not a jock like Nathan right wearing Nikes or trainers as you guys call it (laughs) Um, (laughs) so yeah I mean I, I still think it's yeah whether it was him or whether it was the 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 costume designers like that's that's just how it was back then i did it i'm gonna get a lot for this and a lot of hate mail for this but i wore flip-flops and jeans
2: i'm with it i wear flip-flops every single day like even in the winter like i i have to walk uh walk my dog at whatever time like midnight usually or whenever just before i go to bed to let her you know go to the bathroom and uh i always do it in flip-flops i've been out there in snow with (laughs) flip-flops wow just get it done i don't want to put socks on now like i'm you know um okay so should we should we move over we've got two kind of groupings left we've got lucas and brooke and we've got peyton and jake I mean mm-hmm. oh and Jules we should talk oh Jules and Keith okay we've got three left um where where would you like to go Lauren
1: uh let's go to Jules since we've kind of touched on some stuff with her so we know so, she's 31
2: 30 31 <laughs> according to Karen she's a whore um yeah she holds her own though and she says back to Karen she is just like you know at least not like wanted him or I mean I'm paraphrasing. what was the line that she said
1: um you know she's like how karen's like how could you do this to him after all he's been through and she's like after what you put him through Mm. slaps him or slaps her and like there's like no mark on her face and i thought maybe that's why she bailed right because she had a big mark on her face like i can't go down the aisle i have a big (laughs) handprint
2: yeah we would call that in the uk uh rest in peace to barbara windsor but uh, we would call that like a Peggy Mitchell slap. So we have a, a soap opera here called EastEnders. It's like been going mm. for like almost as long as we've been alive. And uh, yeah. she like owned this pub in, in the East End of London. And she'd always like slap like someone super hard. And uh, and she used to do it in real life. Like uh, when she used to slap Pat, who was like her sort of best friend, but sometimes nemesis. Uh, the, the actress that was playing Pat would say, just slap me for real. Just do it for real and uh like smack and then she'd say get out of my pub <laughs> it's kind of like a famous thing in the UK right Dom I'm not making this up
0: oh yeah 100% yeah yeah yeah. the, the slapping get out of my pub
2: <laughs> and that's kind of like what Karen was like I think it was like a slap like that Dom what were your thoughts on this Karen Jules face-off
0: uh, a, a good moment it needed to happen and and I think it's almost relieving for Joel slash Emily that she's been found out because there's, there's, I mean, as heartbreaking as it is for Keith, there's kind of a little bit of pressure off now. Somebody knows I don't have to hide anymore. I don't have to lie anymore. Um, or, you know, all I got to do is either stick around and face the consequences or run away. And she's, she's chosen to run away at the moment. So um, I it's I think in in a way it's quite, Relief for her because because she wanted to tell Keith anyway, and it was Dan that persuaded her that that'd be the wrong thing to do. When actually, I think it would have been the right thing to do. Um, but I think it's going to expose a lot of people because you know Lucas knew Dan said it all up. This is going to start causing problems because I I actually think Lucas might then say to Karen, "I knew," and that will cause a bit of friction and tension. Um, as well, oh, you know, it might even be Nathan that says. Well, Lucas knew, and it would just be like ah, and just screw everything up. But yeah, the Karen and Jules scene is is good. Oh, I enjoyed that scene. It's a really good scene.
2: Yeah, for sure. And then something that was a massive point of contention on our watch along was that after Jules has left, she's crying in the car, and uh, she left the wedding dress back in you know at their house or whatever. And she's still got the engagement ring on. And uh, a lot of people were saying in the chat and and afterwards, like whether she should have given that back or not. And there was kind of some people saying, well, it was a gift. So she should get to keep that. And other people saying, well, it's a a ring of promise of intention to get married. So she should have to give that back. Uh, Lauren, what were your opinions on that?
1: My thoughts were very strongly for you, you have to give it back as a woman. Um, I mean, I think it was a very cultural thing. I mean, at least in the U S and maybe some other people can chime in on Patreon about this who are are from the U S but like every experience I've had with, I've had friends with broken engagements and you hear about stuff like this all the time and yeah, the ring gets returned. So um, because, I mean, at least in the U.S., I forget what the figure is of, like, how expensive the ring's supposed to be. Like, is it six-month salary, three-month salary? Is I that-
2: thought it, I thought it was three months, because then in the office, uh, Michael Scott thinks it's three years' salary. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's something like that. Do y'all have a similar guideline?
2: I think three months is meant to be what it is. I mean, the, Yeah. Before, <laughs> I, after t- I don't know i got married uh relatively young i feel like young now i got married when i was i was 25 which i mean i mean it's not young young but i mean like i was fairly young i was the first person to get married that out of people that i knew and uh you know three months salary when i was 25 was not a lot of money anyway <laughs> you know like i was early on in the career but uh yeah i I mean i kind of agree i feel like she should give it back because he can then get his money back from it you know like uh and and it's not going through but i also understand other people were saying that you know yeah like you just said like in different cultures and things that there's different different perspectives i mean don what what did you think should she give it back or no
0: she should give it back because it's it's the symbolic ending of the of the engagement of the relationship isn't it that's that's what it is if i give the ring back it's over um and also uh keith isn't the sort of person that go oh yeah okay i want it back for the money he's the sort he won't want it and he'll probably say keep it if he says keep it fine that's okay but it's that symbolic gesture of look i'm i'm sorry but this is over i can't do this anymore here's the ring it's over
1: Like, is she supposed to wear it? And then, like, I mean, what people are going to say, oh, you're engaged, because clearly an engagement ring. And then, oh, no, we broke it off, but I really like it. I'm going to keep wearing it. And then it sits in a jewelry box? I mean, what's the point, you know, (laughs) of keeping it?
0: Yeah. I I get the feeling is she still wants the engagement to go ahead and has run away from this scenario because of Dan and what Karen has now discovered and said. Um, There's always potential for if there's anyone here who, you know, has anything to say before we go into vows and stuff like that, um, that someone will then say something because there's enough people in that crowd that know, you know, there's obviously Dan, Karen, Andy, Lucas, now Nathan, you know, Deb might know. It's, it's just the the number of people that, that might intervene and embarrass Keith that way um, when that would be more of a shock rather than her just kind of not turning up. So I kind of think maybe trying to save face a little bit or save Keith's um, embarrassment a little bit um, by not letting that happen.
2: Yeah, good call. And then if we just touch upon Keith then, so, I mean, he has nice moments. He sees Lucas before he's getting married when Lucas like comes up with the basketball and Keith's saying, you know, he's just checking it out, getting ready. And uh, he doesn't take the drink with Y.E. He says he wants to do this one sober he it says like what you said dom that you know his parents aren't around they're on safari or like hunting big cats or something horrendous royal you piece of shit leave them <laughs> cats alone <laughs> um and yeah like uh he runs out Uh and he didn't <laughs> and he wasn't particularly very subtle like when <laughs> jules doesn't come down the aisle you know Andy could have taken thirty seconds and just walked down the aisle and whispered into Keith's ear and just said, "Hey, man, she's not coming, mate." But maybe just walk out of here, chill. Don't don't alarm people. Instead, from the other side of the room, it's just like, "Hey, Keith, she's not coming. Not happening." <laughs> yeah. No, God. no, Sorry,
0: mate. <laughs> Hi, hi, everyone. Um, she's gone. We're. She 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 left. I, I don't know whose car she took. She didn't come in a car, but she's got one. So, biders. <laughs> <made us. laughs> got my no, razor open. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my Motorola
2: <laughs> razor. <laughs> <laughs> uh should we, should we flip over to Lucas and Brooke or Peyton? One and-
0: one thing about Keith is that he's very sweaty. He likes a cool environment. He's a very sweaty man, apparently, especially when he's nervous. There you, go.
1: you think, after being used to wearing jean jackets all the time, he'd be used to like the heat? Because, goddamn, jean jackets are hot. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: My man's playing games of basketball in Timberland boots. You know,
1: no ventilation. Nothing.
2: <laughs> it's, it's the opposite of what they're designed for. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, where should we go? Should we go to Peyton and Jake or should we go to Lucas and Brooke?
1: Lucas and Brooke, because we've touched on Lucas a little bit.
2: Tell us about them, Lauren. Um.
1: Yes, yeah, so we had the scene with Lucas and Keith at the church, you know, when Lucas is coming back from playing basketball. Um. We have the scene with Lucas and and. Nathan at the house in front of the fridge. I think we covered most of that. And Lucas um, spying on Deb, taking him the Deb cocktail. Um, yeah, you know, Lucas and Heath We've covered.
2: Well, at, uh, at, that, at that part, that's where Brooke when in the kitchen. She wants. She's like asking him if they could go to the wedding as like a friend date kind of thing because she loves weddings, right?
1: Yeah, he's kind of, like, teasing her playfully about it. And she's like, come on, I love weddings. And, you know, they decide to go as friends and give it a go because they decided they wanted to be friends, and let's let's act upon that. So uh he agrees. Um, let's see.
2: The Brit, well, Brooke reads his best man speech because he gives her the jacket because yeah. – uh, they're cold in the church and and uh that becomes the monologue towards the end like it reads part of his speech from in inside like the trash can yeah uh, which i thought was good um and yeah we, uh, we've kind of touched on the other parts of lucas haven't we i mean is there any other major parts that we need to need to speak about
1: the only thing that confused me about when lucas puts nathan in the dw not i car is he the driver some money (laughs) and i was like what's the free service or is he tipping him or is it like a preemptive he's gonna barf in your car and here's some cleaning money thing
0: or charges you out the ass if you puke in one of their cars so i'm I'm guessing it's another raven isn't it it's another it's one of the basketball team or one of the sports because he's got the jacket on so i'm assuming it's just like here's a 10 pal, see you later kind of thing.
2: Well, he asked him to make sure he gets inside. So I thought he was slipping him some money mm-hmm. to be like, do the extra and like actually get him inside his apartment maybe. Um, but yeah, it could be all of those reasons. Or maybe Lucas was just like, hey, I'm going to be a bit smooth. going to be like a good fella in this moment, you know, <laughs> just slip a bit of cash. Nice.
1: Yeah, <laughs> towing business is real lucrative. So I <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's it that's it love that um well uh, Brooke has uh some good moments she says that Felix can't go because he's grounded because of the the party that he threw um and none of us are mad at that because I meant no Felix uh she looks great in the dress that she chooses as does Peyton but we'll get onto her when we get there I didn't Uh, like
0: the dress (gasps) oh I didn't like Brooke's When you said, like, Brooke has always got great clothes and stuff like that right at the beginning, I was thinking, just not in this episode. I thought the dress was awful. And when she said she Anne Franked it, I did laugh at that. That was <laughs> that, that was an amusing moment. But um, I, I laughed when we did the watch-along as well. But I, di- I didn't like the dress at all. I, I know nothing about Sorry? Go ahead. No, I, I know nothing about fashion and can't really comment on that because, you oh. know, i dressed like a hobo most of my you know days <laughs> um yeah I, I just didn't I didn't like the dress it wasn't for me
1: in the chat during the walk uh the watch along that was a big point of contention a lot of people either loved it or hated her dress <laughs> so
0: nice 50 50 split room love it
1: yeah yeah <laughs> I, I wish they would have when Nate or when Lucas was walking broke out of her house to his car going to the wedding I wish like they would you know would have shown Felix like clocking that right checking I mean that would have created a little bit more drama but
2: that's true yeah it could have been he was looking out the window from next door yeah that's true I mean I quite like they... that scene that they purposely just they didn't have the door open they just were on the driveway or walking out because it must have been like they paid less of a fee to not have to shoot inside of the house or something you know <laughs> yeah yeah or, or they probably don't even shoot in the house at all, do they? They probably just have a sound stage for like the bedrooms and then like they just do the exterior shots. But um yeah. I
0: mean and then probably Brooke... the
1: amount of hair gel they needed for a Felix for that scene would have been just over budget.
2: Astronomical. Astronomical.
0: Not enough Brill Cream in the world. Brill
2: cream. You had to heat <laughs> it up before you use it. All right. the uh I uh, it Brooke kind of like uh goes over into like the Peyton storyline. So we can probably maybe go over to there a little bit as well. When mm-hmm. she comes in and Peyton and Jake are in bed and Jake's kind of doing this thing of saying that like Jenny's saying her first words and um, you know, they're canoodling, let's say. And uh she comes in and uh I
1: specifically use that word in my notes as canoodling. <laughs>
2: crazy because that's not like a word that's really in my vocabulary it just kind of came out there serendipitous which is Magdalena's favorite word serendipity there you go Magdalena
1: you Um. live one more day
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so I like I really like this scene I thought it was quite nice and I really like the storyline between Jake and Peyton it's just really happy and when Jake sorry when Peyton is getting dressed and she comes out and she's like, Oh, I'm being a total girl. And she comes out and she looks she looks great. She looks beautiful. And she's like, you know, great dress and hair looks great. And, you know, I know a lot of this stuff is generally lost on myself and I'm going to speak for Dom, but on Dom too, I'm imagining in being, you know, men though. I'm not the most masculine guy. I noticed and I thought, yeah, looks great. I mean, Lauren, what, what did you make of uh, Peyton's dress?
1: You look great and just like um Deidre commented last podcast like she's so happy so she's glowing and she's actually glowing as an as an actress so I mean I feel like there might have been something in her personal life going on that she was also very happy but um yeah I mean she looks stunning in that and of course they do like the whole like they started our legs and they come up and I was like ooh I feel a little dirty doing this but <laughs>
2: Do you know he uh, later or at some point or they go to bed quite quickly after this, right? <laughs> I mean he was feeling it too, um and but there's a moment where and I know that we're just sensitive to it now because we're aware of the Mark Schwann stuff, but uh, I don't think this was a Mark Schwann thing. But he like has his hand like going up her leg while they're in the bed. Now it's a little bit like oh I don't know that's a bit unnecessary. We don't need it. We can see they're in bed. We know what's going to happen. Like.
1: Like, we know they're doing the dippy soldier.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it's pretty obvious.
2: Dippy egg and soldiers, sunny side up. Over easy.
1: So, does <laughs> so, Jake look malnourished to anybody? I mean, he looks like, and especially since he had a shirt off in this episode. Um, but even when in a suit, he looks really, really thin, but like not healthy thin. Did anyone else notice that?
0: Dumb. I'm guessing Peyton doesn't feed him. So yeah, he he did look he did look a bit skinny for because he he was like well, I remember in season one he's quite built, isn't he? He's quite a chunky guy. Right. I don't know where, whether that's a conscious de- decision because he hasn't been at the school, he hasn't been you know playing basketball, so he's not been training. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's maybe it's a conscious decision. I'm not sure, but uh, one thing I have to say about um Jake and Peyton's rel- little relationship is, although it is nice and it is really nice to see and, and that they're both happy and that, like it kind of feels like they're happy finally until we get to the end of the episode. Um, but it almost feels like they weren't able to sleep together until they saw each other like all dolled up. Like they didn't fancy each other until that moment. <laughs> it was just like, oh, okay, this this is a bit un- this is a bit weird, <laughs> a bit unusual, but it's almost like, oh wow, you're you're dressed really fancy and look, you, you look fantastic, and you probably smell great as well because he he likes that, and and he looked you know pretty swish as well. And then it was like, okay, clothes off then, let's go for it. But we've had all that time where they're canoodling, to use your word, sleeping
1: um, in bed together for a week. But now we decide to do it after we're all done up
0: exactly what does that tell you vanity she
1: shows up at the the church and she doesn't even have like i got laid hair you know like (laughs) frumped back up again (laughs)
2: looking like
0: chris
2: (laughs) but yeah brooke knew and she said well if i know then he knows that
1: was one of my favorite lines. like the whole the whole show i mean because it's like (laughs) she's like having this moment with with lucas and she's like oh i'm just you know i just read your speech and my i'm crying and my mascara is running and then she's like oh you did it like she knows
2: <laughs> i i like that i like that she could she could see the looseness in jake's walk you know <laughs> but uh yeah that's a great line and then also we get the moment when they're in the church and brooks asking Peyton, how was it Blink twice if it was good, and then she does like the blinking, and it's like perfect blink acting like if she does it perfectly, yeah, that's right, dom blink it up um yeah so I thought that was these were all great moments, and it's really nice to see like we've given Peyton as a character so much heat on this podcast, but not like this when she's like this she's one of the best characters in the episode if not potentially the best character because she's so happy and it's like nice to see actually you know it colors maybe her previous season differently almost because now i'm like oh she's moved so far i mean will do you know do you know do you know what they not to just steal from lex and ryan um lex if you're listening Hey maybe you can approve this, uh but what they used to do is they'd do an end of season award show where they would give out like who was the best character of the whole season or who was the best performer of the whole season, and maybe we should do something like that because uh then we can sort of uh bookshelf the ends, you know Yeah. okay
1: up as. do we have any listeners left after this? I think this is. <laughs>
0: do you want to set it up as like a poll for people to vote on
2: oh that'd be good as well yeah so we could have our own opinions and then we could have and like everyone everyone on the patreon can write what theirs are and we can go through all of that that'd be really cool yeah we can i'll make that happen Uh, um
0: let me know what you want and i can make that happen
2: okay oh could you do the polls on slido okay all right yeah excellent (laughs) excellent well uh is there any other points we, to talk about? Um, oh, Nikki. Let's talk about Nikki.
0: Smell her a mile away.
2: Well, they yeah. did. They, they gave it away before she appeared. Uh, but it was a good thing where Jenny was like, mama. And then, you know, there she was. Um,
1: I didn't even notice that.
2: Yeah, they're, they're saying, uh, Jake's saying to Jenny or Peyton saying, can you say dada, dada? And she goes, mama. And then there she appears from the shadows.
1: Oh, I thought because the paint was peeling off the car because of Nikki's stench. That's how we knew that she was close by.
2: <laughs> Karen comes in and just goes, so, Nikki, you're a skank whore. Have you met Jules? She's also from the whores? Like, you know.
1: Well, actually, uh, one thing I wanted to mention about Karen is like, was Karen's cafe catering the wedding?
0: It did look like that.
1: Double duty. Not only was she was a bridesmaid, but she was setting up. She
0: and there's a need d- to be at this wedding.
1: Her with her hands, and she's using it's a great cheese on top of the quiche. So.
0: You think it's cheese?
1: <laughs> oh.
2: Dead skin, hard, dead calluses.
1: Oh.
0: When, you, when you're when rolling out a Parmesan, pow, Karen's hands.
2: Oh, that's, <laughs> oh
1: that's Any people we had listening, <laughs> they're gone at this point, for sure. For sure.
2: Can I just <laughs> say... they were eating. <laughs> Speaking of, like, foods, did you see the size of the carrots?
1: Yes, I saw it's that. What, what are you doing? You got a horse, your feet, or what? <laughs> yeah.
2: I've oh, never geez. seen carrots so large in my life.
0: Like,
1: Massive, who has to cut those up? Probably Karen. Get the old out,
0: judo chops them.
2: (laughs) I feel like we're just questioning the hygiene of Karen's cafe, and I'm imagining her chopping carrots, she's just doing it with her teeth and just spitting them into a bowl. Um. Oh, so nikki comes back i mean that's a big that's a big reveal that's a big punchline. um i mean just before i asked dom about his predictions was there any other things like part of this episode that that any we want to talk about before we go into dom's prediction and then we'll go into judgments
1: uh, just that brooke's supposed to be moving that's what the last scene is
2: of course of course Job that's California. crazy crazy because her dad's going to get the new job her dad plays golf like Michael Jordan um so yeah that's crazy he doesn't have a gambling addiction yes well Dom do you want to do you want to give us your predictions that sort of go all around like as in Brooke Lucas Peyton Jake Nikki
0: um I I think Brooke is going to be set up to leave set up like thinking right I'm going I've got to go I need to kind of maybe cut my ties with Felix and for whatever reason they'll work out a way for her to stay and I think it'll be a Peyton's always alone live with Peyton see how that goes um under the watchful eye of you know Karen or something like that when she's finished dealing with Keith um yeah and her crazy hands (laughs) um I then think that yeah, hopefully Felix just gets binned off soon. I'm kinda of hoping he doesn't make it into season three. Um so yeah, let's just hope he, he disappears eventually. Peyton, Jake, and Nikki. Now this is this is a difficult one because you know you would hope that they'd come to some sort of amicable, you know, okay, I'm gonna be in Wilmington or I'm gonna be in in the area, we can, you know. Share Jenny and, and sort things out. Um, what's that? Tree Hill. Oh, yeah, Duh. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, they're gonna be in Tree Hill. Well, they're, you know, it's near Wilmington <laughs> in their little world, anyway. Okay, so they're gonna be in Tree Hill. Um, I am thinking, what's he doing? He's, he's signaling something. I've done something wrong. Stupid boy. <laughs> At least I didn't call uh, Andy Kieran this week. Um, <laughs> yeah I, I, it would be nice if it was amicable that she's going to be like living near tree hill they're going to be in tree hill together um but i, I think it's then going to become complicated for whatever reason um it will it will turn out that um i don't know maybe like child services gets involved or something like that, and they find out that jake isn't living with his parents so it's not a stable environment kind of like the dan karen lucas situation um so he's at threat of losing jenny to nikki nikki might then get custody of jenny somehow they'll throw in the whole she's had to drive across the country to to find him when he wasn't there it'll all it's all going to be messy and i think jake has to move out for brooke to move in if that makes sense yeah awesome perfect love it
1: if you enjoyed this episode you can rate review and subscribe. Um, you can find us on ravenhoops.net because basketballs go through what, Dom? Hoops. And what, Simon? Nets. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to move into Judgment Land and the precious, precious rating.
0: I love this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with Simon. Who's your favorite performer and why?
2: Well, thank you. Uh, I'm going (laughs) to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with Paul Johansson on this one. I, for all the reasons we said, I just love his maniacal glares and just the way he holds everyone's like attention on screen. I'm going to go, go to him. For sure.
1: For sure. For
0: sure. Dom? uh i'm actually i actually think moira kelly did a did a really really good job with this episode um you know catering isn't easy um but i actually think you know her her scene with jewels kind of made it uh, really like in terms of performance so it's going to moira kelly for me or what about you lauren
1: uh my favorite performer is james, La- james Lafferty because he played emotional really well and played drunk very well which is very hard as an actor to do i think you guys have talked about that before so choosing good old james nice all right moving on to our favorite character simon as our guest (laughs) would you start out
2: (laughs) (laughs) uh i'm gonna say Peyton for the reasons that we said and it's just nice to see her really happy and uh I loved her blinking and all of that stuff. So yeah, and I, and and she did look great in the dress. And you, she has a bad track record with dresses and spillages and cocaine in bathrooms. And none of that happened in this episode. So I will say, Peyton, thank
0: you, Lauren, Dom. Uh, I'm going to say my favourite character was Brooke for this episode. I, As much as I didn't enjoy the dress, I did enjoy her as a character. I thought she had some really good moments, some very funny moments. Um, quite touching when she'd read the speech. Didn't realise it was uh, a quote from Dante, but, uh, you know, was taken taken aback by it. And it was some really great acting from Sophia Bush, um, as as always. And, yeah, I think she... She had a a, a solid episode as, as uh, Brooke this week and yours, Lauren.
1: I'm going to go with Lucas. So someone completely different again. Um, I felt like he held this episode together, right? He was there for Keith. He, you know, brings Brooke as a date and she's ecstatic. Uh, He consoles her when she says she has to move. Um, He checks Nathan and he's kind of there for him as well. And, he confronts uh, both Dan and Deb on separate things.
0: Nice. I was actually very close to picking Lucas. I think Brooke just slightly outweighed it for me, but very good choice.
1: She was funny in this episode.
0: Mm.
1: Or sorry. I love that. I love that. I love
0: that. <laughs> love that.
1: Love that. <laughs> uh, favorite line. We'll start with you, Dom, this
0: time. Let me just confer with my notes because i wrote a few i think it's going to be a whitey line um i did write down brooks um i kind of am franked a few things in the attic before the yard sale that that got in there uh uh, 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 there's your story by the way his idea is fake that i think i'll i think i'll go with that and it's kind of like the way he says it and the big smile on his face and he just walks out from the uh (laughs) the the offy liquor store at that time so yeah I go with that line from Whitey
1: Simon
2: mine has got to be <laughs> you're a whore <laughs> <laughs> just more it's the way that it was like if she was calculating in her head it was like two plus two is four and <laughs> you're a whore like it's two
0: plus two is whore
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah what about <laughs> you
1: gears moving in her head yeah
2: exactly. <laughs> What about you?
1: Um, I will give honorable mention to, sorry, the pity store is closed today, which I did a much better impression of that earlier. Uh, So, so if I can tell, so can he, but I'm choosing shut your hole, you freaking hypocrite. (laughs) (laughs) Speaks to me. Speaks to me.
2: That's a good one. Uh,
1: Least favorite character. Dom,
0: do you want to start this out? Oh, trying to think, trying to think who didn't cut it for me in this episode. It's difficult because you know everyone was quite involved.
2: I have one. If it if it helps to give you more time, go for it, Nikki.
0: Oh, Ooh. see, I actually I wrote down in my notes just I just put. return of Nikki I actually didn't I didn't hate her return um I might I might pick I might pick Deb just as that you know we know we all know I love Deb and and Barbara Allen Woods but I think just in this episode it was (laughs) (laughs) but just the left one here Dom's really picky for
2: some reason just the left wow okay sure. oh you thought it was the right again?
0: no no we'll go with the left that's fine um <laughs> i um yeah just the the weird awkward scene with lucas um that probably should have turned into something that it didn't <laughs> and um yeah the drug taking and stuff like that i just yeah she's losing it a bit for me in this one what, what about you lose.
1: I said, Dan, Um, as I mentioned earlier, I I know that I appreciate him as an antagonist, but he was just a different kind of evil today, especially when he was facing the front of the church when everyone was looking back and just smirking at Keith. I just thought that was really awful.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. Favorite song. Who wants to start?
2: i i would say that i'm not sure what it was but it was like the the slow one at the end that was with the montage i say that all of the time but um i I liked <laughs> that i liked that one that was mine um that was,
1: well it's now that you're gone by ryan adams and the cardinals
2: yeah that was really good i like that one thank you
0: uh, am i allowed to pick the uh, i'm gonna call it the wedding march i'm not sure it's called the wedding march but the the Nobody walked down the aisle 2 except for Andy. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Yep. So I'm yep. going to pick that. That's, that's my one. And
2: you, Lauren?
1: Uh, now that you're gone by Ryan Adams, the same song you picked. Nice. All right. Now we're going to move on to the precious, precious rating. So uh, did everyone have a number picked out before the episode?
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: And did it change?
2: no no did you lauren
1: i i had a number picked out did not change no okay well then that's gonna be pretty easy so on three <laughs> we will say our rating all right One, two, three,
0: nine. Ten.
2: <laughs> i i had lauren's nine what was yours dom
0: you said 10 didn't you yes we went eight nine ten Uh, oh i thought
1: you said 10 too dom oh no
0: it's the first time we've not agreed in three weeks four weeks Mm. i said eight
1: simon as the guest of course naturally interested to hear why yours was a 10
2: uh this is just a very (laughs) this is (laughs) thank you lauren you're a great host I, i think this is a 10 because This is a very memorable episode. I would go as far as to say the most memorable episode from season two, besides episode 20, perhaps. That is a very memorable episode that we're going to have Barbara Allen Woods on with us, with all of us, and in the watch uh, to watch um and, and I, I i really enjoyed dan i just think that there's good moments there's funny moments there's dramatic moments there's sad moments there's wisdom moments i think it kind of has it all so um for me i would put it down as a as a 10
1: um i chose a nine because i don't know i i feel like it's really hard to make i think there's better episodes out there that'll be a 10 I could be persuaded for a ten though, but I felt like it moved the story along, created a lot of drama that's gonna hit us hopefully the next episode.
0: Dom. Uh, Yeah, I think that's kind of what I'm holding out for. This is this is the build up to a ten. Well, I
2: could meet at a nine in the middle. Could you go up to a nine, Dom?
0: I could meet at a nine. I think it's nine worthy. Okay.
1: I mean I am the host, so you gotta go (laughs) that's what I say. So
0: That is very true.
1: Yeah.
2: So we call it. Are we going to call it a nine, Lauren?
1: We're going to call it a nine. I'll put it in my spreadsheet. It's it's (laughs) an official one. So. um...
0: You got this down. She's got this down.
2: Do you know what (laughs) I really want to happen now? Like, I would really like to hear an entire episode that is Lauren and Tammy being. (laughs) <laughs> we're, not even, we're not even
0: there we just get to
2: listen to it
0: just, just tammy going oh he's popped down your fee
1: <laughs> i don't even know what the hell you're saying right
0: now <laughs> basically he's gone to the liquor store
1: <laughs> oh okay <laughs> uh, okay do we need to do our uh accent or hell,
0: hell yes hell yes we do
1: simon do you want to choose since you're the guest
2: oh, oh wow okay. love that Matt. Yeah.
1: If not, I have one uh, lined up, but I'll, I'll it let's, let's go with yours.
0: <gasps>
2: Russian.
0: Ooh,
2: oh my gosh! I'm Russian yet. That's going to be really hard for me. Dom's I've heard Dom's
0: Russian before, and it's really good. You got you to gotta think, Goldeneye. This is this is the Goldeneye moment.
1: What I think about saying is it, it's a it's a line from a Family Guy where they go in Soviet Russia, car drive you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Perfect.
2: Well, Dom, can you do our intro bit? Because you always do that part.
0: Are you ready for Ravens on three? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Need Is some vodka, da? but yeah. In Russia, it's da with the D. Oh da! da. No, oh you da. da. <laughs> Ravens on three. <laughs> One, two, three. Ravens. Ravens.